This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Previously on Homestale Radio. Palacis scored again today. So I just, yeah. if anybody knows, are the goals bigger in Africa or something? Because it seems to... <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's like that. It's like that conundrum. You've got the the fox, the chicken, and the bag of seed, and a boat. They've got to get to the other side of the river, but the fo- the fox can't go in the boat with the with the chicken. What? And the chicken, yeah, yeah. Can't, like, like Gail can't Gail can't play up front if if Shamak's playing, but Shamak can't play in the hole if Punchin's there. You know, it, yeah, but you it's take, a conundrum. But you take the chicken over. Fir- no, the fox over first, and then leave the. the right. Then you go back. No, the, the fox has got a shit right foot. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> For all our contact information and to send us an email, visit holradio.net forward slash contact. Hello and welcome to Homestay Radio Extra and our transfer window special. Mm, It's going to be an interesting show, I have to say. Um, So, yeah, I am Chris Hambling. I'm your host tonight and... uh, with me, with me at the moment, uh, it'll be an ever-changing lineup of presenters. But with me at the moment are Patrick O'Connor. Hello. Hello. Tom Fancy. Hello. Hello. Albert Curley. Hi. Hello. And Alex Pench. Hi. Hello. Oh, you're much louder now, but that was good. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, we're coming up. We're going to. Uh, we've got an interview with Steve Parrish a little bit later on, where he gives uh, gives us an update on what's been going on this window. Uh, confirms a couple of transfers and various other bits and pieces. Um, we'll be reacting to all any news as it happens. And of course, we'll be discussing not only the signings um, that we've made, but also the current hot topic, which is the season ticket price hike in the Stevenson Lounge, which has caused a lot of angst, which is a shame, considering we've got a, a very positive transfer window. Uh, but first up, here's an, our favourite little clip from the last window. Cool, um, this might be a little bit off topic, off topic guys, but I'm wondering um, what exactly happened outside the training ground. Do you guys have any idea? Basically, I don't. Basically, we were there, and then all of a sudden, we we saw players and stuff. Didn't guys know what happened? Yeah, yeah, we talked about it a little bit earlier on. There was a uh, anti-Sky banner from uh, from some of the HF lads, apparently, which uh, oh. Sky will no longer go. <laughs> will yeah, no longer yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. So, um, I saw Sky. I saw Sky getting escorted by two police vans. So I'm sure they're they're not going back there again. But you know, we thought for a second us as fans, 
when we saw when we saw just two fans pop up, then we just saw you know, I thought it was Millwall or someone else just coming and chasing us down <laughs> for a second. I thought it was Millwall just coming and chasing us down. Then we started running. Then I lost my shoe. So I was like, no, I'm not going to lose my shoe. So I went and picked up my shoe. Then now I, I don't know where I went. I went back home, you know, this is the best call ever. Then, uh, then I went sure? to the goal centre there. Yeah. Then now I'm just walking. I don't know where I am. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Frank, we don't know where you are either, so we can't really help you. I'm just walking. I just want to know what's going on. I was like, after a second, I thought I was going to get murdered. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think you're all right, mate. Get in touch with the show. All of our contact details can be found at holradio.net forward slash contact. And the funny thing about that clip is uh, we also actually now, now know who that was who phoned us up because we've subsequently played uh, FIFA with him on Xbox and stuff like that. So thanks for that, DR, phoning up. <laughs> that was our report from the training ground and essentially it was about someone losing a shoe uh, and running for their lives. It was excellent. But um, no, no training ground um, reports today, I don't think. But, um, but we, have got, we have got an awful lot going on and we cannot start this, the show really without beginning talking about Wilfred Zaha. Um, obviously, Wilf. It is confirmed that Wilf is now a Palace player. He's confirmed it himself on Twitter, and um, Steve confirmed it to us in a conversation earlier. But um, it was, you know, what? It, it's a great signing. And if the the fee reported is correct, which is, you know, been reported somewhere between three and, and six million, depending on add-ons, it's um, it's a huge thing. And obviously, we've been talking about it all season. We're just, you know, we were just sort of really sort of praying that it would happen and obviously we thought that it would happen if we were trying to get another loan in and, and Steve will sort of talk a bit more about that in a little while but um, first of all Patrick your your reaction to, to Will signing on a permanent deal I think it's fantastic um, obviously um, it was rumoured for a while and um, he's going to just add so much to our team uh, you can just tell like you know we were talking about we talked about earlier that he just looks so much happy to be back I think Pardew's the perfect manager to get the best out of him um, his his match against Southampton and Burnley were just so good. It's just it's just a great thing to have him, you know, have him come back. And um, it'll be interesting to see. We spoke about you a little bit yesterday about the conundrum now of having so many players to fit into so few spots and what Pardew will do. He'll be happy. Who won't be happy? But just having him back, it's a great feeling. As and as they say, he's one of our own. So it's really great to have him back. Yeah, I mean, it'd be our push to find anything negative to say about it, wouldn't we? Really, but um, uh, it, I suppose from his perspective, it. You know, he has effectively gone to Man United and failed, and that might not be his fault. Um, you know, you, you just—it's it, a difficult environment to go in, isn't it? I mean, it's a really, really tough thing to do. I mean, Alex, uh, you know, what? I mean, could he? Do you think he could have done more to to actually make a success of it at Man United? Well, Wilf even said it himself that um, you know he joined the club um, under well the recommendation of um, Alex Ferguson and then he gets to the club and finds out that Ferguson's retired so I think he's, it was a bit unfortunate really if I reckon if Ferguson was in charge I reckon he'd probably got more of a chance he's definitely more of a Ferguson type of player and you know Moy didn't really give him a chance despite him just looking absolutely hopeless so you know good, you know, good on him to be honest I'm glad you know they, they, they treated him with little respect and he's come back home and I'm chuffed really We've made seven million pounds uh, out of it, and uh, he's certainly looked like the Wilf of old um, in the past 
five to six games. So yeah, yeah, great stuff. Headed back that way. Funny enough, again, I don't want to spoil it too much, but I will mention that when we're talking about Wilf, um, that Steve Parrish revealed that Wilf hasn't met Louis Van Hull, Um You know, despite being a Man United player, it's quite a serious. Just, just hasn't spoken to him. Obviously, he's probably seen him, you know, in the training session, but the two haven't, haven't spoken, which I thought was a stunning, stunning revelation, really. Um, Albert, I mean, obviously, you're going to pretty much. I'd imagine you're just going to echo the, the, the general feeling. Yeah, I'm not even going to pretend. It's a it's a great signing. Uh, we you know we all wanted it, and I thought I think it was Patrick or or Gell earlier in the season. Hmm. No. Predicting He's gone all robot again. Oh, there you're back. You're back. Sorry. Out of the water wages wise, which would have been really um, yeah. upsetting. And it's good to see that we've wrapped it up early. To be honest, it's um, I, I didn't happen. It's great news all around. Eh? He's gone again. He's gone. Um, I just out. In love, Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, what do you think? If you could say the words that Albert was attempting to say before the robot thing happened. Well, I'm not quite sure exactly what Ab was saying, but um, from my personal point of view, just echoing what the others have said, really, really glad to see him back. Obviously, we all know what he can do when he's when he's on form. Um, in, in some ways, you know, it's, it's quite sad for him with what happened at Man United. You know, just a sort of victim of the the circumstance, I guess, and the timing of Alex Ferguson retiring. But I mean, I mean, from my point of view, it's worked out brilliantly. I mean, we sold him and we used the money at the time to get in some extra players to get over the line into Premier League, and now we're getting him back at, at a cheaper price. You know, if we can really help him kick on and you know either with us or maybe even in a couple of years time he, he really proves it and then you find another top club comes in for him again um it, it, we're laughing really aren't it? i mean it's the best bit of business since uh, we sold uh, clinton and got ha it's fantastic yeah. yeah i mean yeah it does slightly reminiscent of that deal isn't it um yeah I, I, again it's a difficult one because I, I think if you if we'd gone out and we'd signed a man united player um just off it wasn't someone who was already on loan at us and it wasn't wilf you know, I think in some ways people would be would be much more shocked about it, wouldn't they? Um, but I, I don't. You know, I just I don't think we'd have got him if it wasn't for the fact that you know he's from from Palace. He's he's a Palace boy and he's got the support here. And I think I think we're incredibly lucky in, in that sense to get him back. But you know, let's not also ignore the fact that it's a cracking deal, a great work from the board to, to go and get a player of that talent and get him back in the squad. Uh, Tom, you got some comments from Twitter? Are you saying? Yes, yeah, so we asked guys on Twitter, um, first question of the night, so what, how are they sort of reacting to the Wilf news? And as you expect, it's, uh, it's more than overwhelmingly positive. Uh, Edward Porter's just simply gone with like it. Um, we've got uh, Dan Welch here saying brilliant, back where he belongs and we'll thrive with us once again. And uh, we've got, a, I, I don't even know how to pronounce his name, but it's ASVPXLYNCHY. How have you pronounced that? Um, <laughs> oh, it's he exactly. yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> He says it's ex- he's ecstatic and he looks to be back to his best under Pardew and just happy to, seems to be just happy that he seems to be happy. Good to have him home for real. And Steve McGowan to end it says the best thing is he can play against Man U and stick it to them, which would be fantastic, wouldn't it? If he scores a couple against them in the uh, the home match. Yeah, for me that's that's the beauty, isn't it? That he can now play against the Man United. And there's, you know, obviously there's a strong possibility once we dump Liverpool or Bolton out of the cup, we could draw Man United as well. So we'd also have him available in the cup. Uh, Patrick, you want to talk a little bit about uh, the Louis Van Hole comment? Yeah, it's, I think that's that's stunning that you said that. I mean, a player who plays for a club gets a new manager and a guy doesn't even meet with the player is amazing. Mm-hmm. And it kind of speaks to how big Man United have become as far as, you know, just the way they treat players. I mean, 
the kid was brought in by a, a legendary manager. Didn't get a chance with the first manager. Didn't get a chance with the second manager. And the, and people wonder why you know he's he's come back to Palace so quickly. And the thing about Van Hal is Van Hal's very very particular about the players that he likes to you know players that he likes. He plays a certain system. He's extremely stubborn. He wants to play at three five two very very badly. He wants to make it work to show how brilliant he is. And in a three five two, like I mentioned before, Wilf doesn't fit into that system. You know you've got to have wing backs that will track back. You know, and uh, play a certain way, and Wilf doesn't do that. And I, I just knew he never would fit there. But the fact that he hasn't met with the kid at all is amazing. So I'm really happy on, from that standpoint because you know you can't be in a place where you're not wanted. So I'm really glad he's back for that point alone. It's, it's abs- so, sorry, 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 Chris, but it's absolutely okay. bizarre, isn't it? Um, um, that they've never actually just looked at him because exactly. they spent at least ten million pounds on a player, young yeah. Brit- English player. He's had an English cap. Um, it's absolutely bizarre, but you know, opens up a loan space for us. So you know, I'm I'm absolutely delighted to be honest. But it speaks to the fact that the amount of money they have. You know what I mean? The fact they can spend much money on the player, not even give him a chance at any point, is ridiculous. It's just it's just uh, crazy. We've we've got Albert on the phone. Hopefully, he'll pick this one up. But I know he's done <laughs> in an interview that um, <laughs> he has to phone in the own, he's, the radio show he's on. That's how good. <laughs> the links I have to go to. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> <Love> Albert. <laughs> Um, but I noticed in an interview, Albert, where you hope you can you can carry this one on from what I say, hopefully. Um, but um, he he was talking about the fact that not only uh, you know did he not get in the team there, but he also didn't settle. Um, do you think that's more about more what this is about? That you know the personality is perhaps isn't quite suited to moving to a big club, at least not at the moment. Well, yeah, he's 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 a comes across as a very timid boy, doesn't he? Um, in interviews, he's you know we rarely when he's at Palace, we rarely heard from him. You know, he wasn't one for all the press, and you know, the one time he did it, he got quoted as saying he was better than Messi yes. and Ronaldo. <laughs> so, you know, it's no surprise that he, you know, keeps them. Um, you know, so, some players, some players, you know, are, are like that, and you can't blame him from from being, you know, an absolute, you know, hero at a relatively small club, you know, his hometown club, you know, being sent all the way to up to Manchester, where it's, you know, it's a huge. You know, their, their Carrington, their training complex is, is probably bigger than Thornton Heath, you know, and it's just a different world and you can't, to, to use the word failure, I think, is, is harsh and, you know, ultimately that's what probably Man United fans will, will brand him, but, you know, he's still he's a young kid who, you know, got his family based, you know, he's not like he was from a Thornton Heath lad and he's, you know, he went to sort of another London club, so he sort of had to, you know, Thornton Heath and the surrounding area, you know, that's like his... That's his home. So to be whipped out of that, and you can tell he's a you know he's a real family orientated kid. Yeah. You know, sometimes it doesn't work out. So you know, hopefully him coming back. That sort of. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to finish his career here, but you know, you'd like to think we'll have another good few years of him before someone else comes in and gives us fifteen, twenty million. Yeah. The gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> yeah. Then we, can, then we can get him back. Um, okay. Uh, so. I just yeah, let's. I'm just trying to keep up with all the comments I'm getting in. There's quite an awful lot going on. Um, I mean, they, yeah, we, the supposed cowbell, but um, I think we may mentioned this a bit earlier on. There's actually a couple of um, couple of uh, development squad transfers that have gone through today, which I'll just talk a little bit about, if I may. Um, someone's apparently trying to call, but we'll um, we'll have to we'll pick that up in a little bit. Let me just uh, give this information first. So we signed a, a Norwegian lad called um, uh, Andreas Bremer, who um, who apparently was on trial with his brother, who I believe is called Henrik, who didn't earn a contract. But we've signed Andreas from um, oh, it's 
Brian, I think it is, um, in, in Norway. Uh, and he, he's going to join, effectively he's gone back on loan a little bit like we did with Wilf when we sold him to Man United. And yeah, part of our development squad now, which should be a very interesting one. Um, that that was the cowbell to signal the signing of... <laughs> Better late than never. Yeah, okay, uh, that, can we have another... by the sound of it. Exactly. Can we have another <laughs> slightly shorter cowbell if we can for the next one? <laughs> yeah. No, go, go. Just go now. Go now. <laughs> yeah, that was really short. That one. I'm much prefer that, that. That's a cow that's had a fit and dropped dead. Brilliant. This is going swimmingly. Uh, we also signed a lad called Keshi Anderson um, from... Uh, that was... From, was it from... I said Barn it earlier, Barn Barn Rovers. Thank you very much. £35,000. Um, and the, the, the thing about him, I got a message from him uh, just to give him a bit of credit. He reminded me about it. Luke Constable texted me during the show and distracted me. Cheers, Luke. Um, uh, it just reminded me of the, of the signing. But the uh, the main thing about him is he was on trial at Brentford, um, came off the subs bench and scored a six-minute perfect hat-trick against us. Um, and such is the way of the world now. Um, now we're a Premier League club. That this lad on who's impressed for Brentford, rather than them getting to sign him, we get to sign him. So eighteen month contract, and uh, you know, obviously, hopefully um, that well, one for the development squad looks very very happy to sign, and and potentially well, he's obviously impressed in that very very short spell. So good good to see us buying for the future as well. That I mean, we've technically had three cowbells there, but we'll yeah, all right. <laughs> you better make up a third signing. Um, <laughs> see what I can do. So uh, there, there we go. Um, we've got um, obviously we talk about Wilf, and I imagine it's a, a subject we'll probably come back to again as well as, as the night wears on. But um, we talked quite a lot about Yaya Sonogo. It was our first uh, major signing of the transfer window. No need for a cowbell. It's not today. <laughs> um, and I, I mentioned um, you know my thoughts on him in, in, in the last game where against Everton, where I felt he struggled, but. Um, Overall, I mean, not everyone's really had their say on him. Uh, Tom, I'm going to start with you, if I may. Um, you know, what, what's your impression so far of Sonogo been? I know you are. I, I ask it because you were up with the Southampton game with myself and Joe, and uh, he had a very good game there. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't see his, uh, his him away at Burnley in his first first match for club. Um, by all accounts, it seemed to be, from what I read um, and, and the brief highlights, it seemed to be it to be a mixed bag. You know, he was okay in patches, but wasn't wasn't terrific. Um, but the Southampton game, he he really thrived. Um, you know, he was he was getting up there nice and quick and looked to be uh, in, in the right positions, playing the right passes or reading the routes of the other teammates. So it, it was it was very well. Um, the the game on Saturday, however, it was it, it wasn't quite as impressive, really. Um, I don't know if it just wasn't clicking for him, and he's, if, if, it's, if it's a confidence thing, really. I mean, we were scoring a lot of goals away at Southampton, and it, you know, every time they scored, away, we seemed to get right back, and we, we were having a lot of shots and look, looking quite dominant. So maybe that, that was feeding into his own performance, but it, it just seemed to be a, a little bit. Uh, we're off on the edges, I guess, which is probably the reason why we got him on loan in the first place from Arsenal. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't really click the other day, but he, I wouldn't write him off yet. I'd say he's, he's definitely got something about him. Yeah, no, not at all. No, no, no writing off. I've seen Patrick and myself had our say yesterday. I will, I'm sure we'll get, we'll, we'll say a little bit more. But uh, Alex, you know, you, you're someone who knows uh, European football particularly well as well. Um, mm. How does Sonogo measure up against you know sort of similar aged players around the, around Europe? Well, he was obviously really highly touted at a young age. Um, you know, he scored bucket loads of goals at Oxford, 
and then made the big move to Arsenal. Um, you know, I've I've been impressed with him, but there are times where he needs to. I think you touched upon it um, on the in the part in the podcast uh, is that he just needs to make use of space a lot better than he has done um, in in the couple of games I've seen him uh, play. I, I think he's for such a big lad. He's not as physically imposing as as you as you wish but I'm guessing that's because of age and you know lack of experience but you know he's certainly got the, the talent and the ability um, and he's getting the chance at Palace for regular football so you know it's it, time will tell but um, I'm, I'm hoping that with the French players at the cl- French speaking players at the club and um, the likes of uh, Mara and Shamak will, will help him settle and um, you know hopefully he'll get some goals for us hmm. yeah I, I, I hope he will but um I say I think it's just more a case of uh, certain types of games are going to suit him um, more than others, perhaps. Um, but yeah, no, you know, it, it's because it was our first signing. I felt it's you know it's a good good place to start. But I, I just wonder if we're because de- we're developing a player for someone else, and obviously he goes back to mm. us at the end of the season, pretty much no matter what happens. So um, you know, I don't think he's going to be a long term signing for us. So. Whilst he's not really blocking anyone as mm. such, we, I mean, we're not developing like you know, seventeen, eighteen-year-old talent at the moment who's going to be almost ready for the first team. There's, there's nothing really there in that sort of terms. But I mean, when you think about someone like, well, look, Quasi Apai is obviously he's, he's away scoring an international goals in an international tournament. Yeah. So you know, not set the world alight maybe, but he's done very, very well at, at Cambridge. You know, and you think maybe, you know, maybe he's, he's blocking the way for someone like that to have a go. Yeah, certainly. I, I think well, I've, I've, the games I've seen Kwesi Apaya in the African Nations Cup, he's, he's quite a quick, mobile player, and it's something that he certainly needs experience at a, a, a championship club, club to prove that he's good enough for this level. Because you know we've gone from leaps and bounds since when he signed in 2012 to now. So if he can oppress, um, then maybe he might have a chance in the summer with the likes of Amiobi. Possibly, you know, it, it'll only be in a short-term deal. I, I'm, I don't. Well, time would tell, but I, I'm not. I doubt you know we'll see Amiobi at the club for for a long period of time. And Sonogo going back to Arsenal, it certainly there is a spot there, but it all depends on how he. Can. I got. We all got put on hold there by the. <laughs> Unbelievable. There's no hotel room music, though. No, it was, it was Al- Albert did it. Albert broke <laughs> Mikey's already blaming him. Thanks, uh, Patrick, you, you wanted to chip in there. See, uh, Alex, yeah. you're just finishing your, your point on, on Papaya. And, but um, yeah. going back to Sonogo, Patrick. Yeah, the thing about Sonogo, uh, Chris, is that it's, it's all about timing. Remember when we were linked to Sonogo, it was right at the time when, obviously, Warner could left and Pauly came in. And remember we had Balassi playing striker, we had Wolf playing striker. We were very desperate to get someone in. Because at that point, remember, Glenn was still just coming back from the loan. Doyle was, Doyle was kind of injured. So the timing kind of worked out where we needed to bring somebody in. So I think a lot of that had to do with just needing to get somebody in that brought something different to us as opposed to maybe Gale and Murray. So from that standpoint... Uh, it was a, it's a good move and it's going to be. And I think bringing Amiobi in, I think Amiobi, as I've listened to Pardu, he thinks Amiobi can be like maybe a bit of a mentor for Shinogo, for Shinogo, being that they have similar size and similar types of games. So that could be a very positive. And again, I have no problem with the developing somebody for somebody else. If he gets us 10, 15 goals and puts us, you know, let's say, you know, mid-table, we can make a good cup run with him. I'll be happy that we developed him for Arsenal and they can say thank you next season. 
<laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, oh, yeah, I suppose also, no, I was about to spoil something else that Steve said. We'll, oh, okay. we'll, we'll get that Sorry. interview, we'll get that interview <laughs> in, a, in a sec. Um, not too much longer till we uh, play that one out because we want to make sure it's still uh, nice and relevant for you. Um, n- not too much. I don't think we've got any breaking news or anything like that on Twitter. Um, no one's told me anyway. Um, no. I mean, Tom, you're in charge of that, aren't you? Is it all, all quiet out there in the tw- Twitter sphere? Yeah, all quiet out there, you know, just uh, people, uh, well, yeah, all quiet really. Um, I'm just trying to see if we can find to get a hold of a Burton Albion fan. He might be able to give us some uh, information on the new signing from there. But, uh, Burton no Albion? So far. Probably Barton, they, yeah. Barton Rovers would probably be better, mate. That, that, that'd be better, wouldn't it? That'd be better, wouldn't it? Yeah, <laughs> don't, okay. don't, don't ask Burton Albion fan. <laughs> 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 oh, actually, no, do. It'd be brilliant. Are there any Barton Rovers fans, really? And where exactly is that place, by the way? That's, that's a good thing. I don't know. I think they're in oh, something okay. like Mid- Midlands, Southern Southern Midlands League Division 1, something like wow. that. Wow. That'd be a great story, then, for if he makes it, I'll yeah. tell you. It's funny. Like, I mean, that's it's an equivalent level um, to... I've been uh, on, another, on another radio station. <laughs> I've been doing some other stuff, all right? You know, moon, moonlighting and all that. Um, and I, every now and then, I do sort of uh, come across a Palace player from past or present. People like Roscoe Dezane, um who I encountered the other day, uh, but also um, people like Tor- Torin McDonald Roberts, is uh, Merstam, and right, Daniel, right, right. Stuart Daniel Green. Fitt. Stuart Green was about yeah. He was uh, where Where's is he? He was somewhere north. Anyway, I've forgotten now. He ended up playing manager somewhere. He's in uh, Taylor's house at the moment. <laughs> yeah, easy, easy. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, there's, it's funny. It's funny how many um, uh, you know what, what I'm basically getting at is there's actually a fair amount of talent. Even down that low in the in the, in the pyramid these days, right. there's, there's still. Uh, I was talking to the, the manager of Merston, funnily enough, and he was just saying that there's so much talent in the kids and kids from sort of sixteen, seventeen, but also young players in their early to sort of mid twenties who, who, you know, didn't apply themselves at the right time, but now have have a decent attitude and are, are really doing very well there. You know, actually, so Paul Robinson. Uh, another one that springs to mind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Attitude-wise, he's perhaps not so. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> not so hot there. But he, again, he's someone who had the, all the talent, world at his feet, kind of thing. And you know, and his debut was great. But you know, he's you know he's at a similar level, level if not lower now. But you know, um, Keshi Anderson, who we picked up, he's you know 19 years old. So um, you know, he, he's got he's got his future ahead of him, rather than it's not some you know some sort of mid twenties guy we're taking a gamble on, like Simon Thomas, if you remember him, but. Um, it's nice, exciting times. I don't think people should write it off because he's come from an obscure place. I just want to check if Albert's there. Albert? Silence. Oh, well, he's, he's not there. I think I'm... <laughs> That's, well, that is my favourite thing ever. I think I'm... And he's gone. Uh, anyway, we'll have Nick. We'll have Nick. Quite existential, Albert. that, isn't it? I think I'm here. It is very philosophical. Um, so yeah, I mean that's 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 yeah, a bit of Keshi Anderson chat. You, you mentioned um, Amiobi Patrick. Um, Steve, again, I won't spoil what Steve Parrish had to say about him, but he's an interesting signing for us. Um, certainly, the, the the experience is there. But I know someone on the on the BBS saying this the other day that um, oh, I thought it was a really good point that they made. They said that obviously he's someone that Pardew knows and trusts that he's he can be his. Um, not just a player that contribute, but the eyes and ears sort of within the squad that can yes. port back where there's issues. Do you think there's something to, something along those lines? It's a great point. When you think about manager, when they go into a club, they always always bring a player over they know. 
I mean, Dougie did it with us when he when, when he went to Bolton. He brought players over. I'm surprised Pulis didn't do it. You know, he never brought one Stoke player. I'm sure he tried to. Obviously, you know, he tried, I heard he tried to bring Peter Crouch over, but it makes total sense. Amiobi knows Pardew, knows that he knows how he thinks, knows how he trains, knows how he deals with players, and it's a great way for him to kind of be the conduit between him and he wants to get a certain idea over to a player instead of having to say it directly. You know, Shola, go talk to so and so for me. And it, you know, he's a fellow professional, so I think it's a really good idea. And if he doesn't score one single goal, if he can help develop our strikers, like I said. Sonogo or Dwight Gale or help Fraser Campbell go, you know, a little bit. Whoever it is, I think, you know, even a younger player, the 21s, whatever, I think it's going to really help us. So I think it's a it's a great idea to bring in a player that, that you know. It's not cost us anything. It's going to be, a, you know, whatever, a five-month contract rest of the season. It can't be that much money. So I think from that standpoint, Pardew, you know, knowing Pardew, you know, as, as the people person that he is, and I think it's a really great, great idea, even if it doesn't work out as far as on the field. Definitely. Yeah. Uh- You've uh, made a little uh, point there in the chat, Alex. He's virtually virtually one of the only Palace players to have scored in the new Camp, I imagine. Vir- virtually, yeah. I think he <laughs> is. Virtually. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's safely say that he's definitely the only Palace. I to, mm, I'm just trying to think of players that might have Let's played there. Right. Ledley? Ledley for Celtic? Possibly. Oh, I don't know if he scored, doubt he scored, but he definitely played there, didn't he? He did mm. in the, uh, the draw, I think it was in the Champions League. Yeah, Nick is uh, claiming to have played. He's claiming that he scored in the New Camp once. Um, Nick's not on yet. He'll be on probably after the uh, Steve Parrish interview in just a little while. Um, that is coming up mainly because I want us to, uh, to continue talking about the things that uh, were said in it. Um, but just as a little sort of uh, point, my point on Amiobi, I, I felt that I, I say I kind of I looked at the message boards when when the signing was announced, and I thought. I, I, pretty much like everyone else, I thought it almost smacked a desperation, um, and I think that was completely the wrong way of looking at it. I'm kind of, you know, I'm not. Gonna, I can understand why people think that, and understand why I felt that myself. But I think, you know, with with the benefit of hindsight, it, it's it's very sensible to get someone who can, you know, who can affect a game from a point of view of experience. And I, I think we've done really, really well to get that experience in. You know, so in, in a lot of ways, it's it's a young and inexperienced squad. Uh, in terms of Premier League level, and there's, you know, the guy's got like 400 games at Premier League level, and it, I just, you know, it's it's a very very sensible signing, but it does kind of suggest uh, that um, that we haven't been able to get the players that we actually want to get in at the top end. Um, we'll have a, we'll have a little chat later on about the, you know where everyone fits into that 25 man squad as well, and, and, and get your views too. But uh, we're just coming up to uh, oh yeah, the, Alex, you've you've just reminded me. There's been a lot of um, Suggestions that we were in um, in for Tim Cahill, uh, obviously ex Millwall, um, friend of Joe Holyoke. In fact, that is true. That is a true. He is a friend of Joe Holyoke, um, and that we were in for him. But uh, the suggestion, I think, I want to give credit where it's due. First person I read saying it on Twitter early on was uh, Matt Woosnam of uh, FYP, who said he'd um, been told we were interested. Um, but Tim Cahill had turned it down. Uh, would, would you that have been a, a signing that have, would have excited you, Patrick? Honestly, I've, I'm here, so I've seen him play. He played for the Red Bulls, so um, he's 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 a decent player. Um, you know, a little aging, but now that we've signed, since we've signed um, much, I don't think we've been as good of a deal. Um, but prior to the signing of much, I mean, he's a box to box player. He he get he's uh, you know can play midfield. He's played a lot of striker over here. Excellent in the air. Scored a wonderful goal for Australia in the um, Asia Cup. A brilliant overhead kick. So he still got it, but 
honestly, based on the fact we've got a, like a midfield glut and we, we've got enough strikers, I don't think it would, it would have worked out for us. But again, I saw him over here for the last two, three years, and he was really fun to watch. He's a, and he's a great guy, too. Alex? Yeah, well, he's a big game player, isn't it? We saw that at the World Cup. I mean, we saw that in the um, Asia Cup. Um, right. Um, and so I imagine he's on some big wages uh, after his spell at New York Red Bulls. So, you know, with the much signing, it doesn't look like it'll happen. But, you know, it, I guess it's one way of uh, correcting, you know, us missing out on him in 2004, uh, 2005 when we were last in the Premier League. Um, <laughs> oh, Simon Jordan. Well, <laughs> uh, but uh, well, I wonder what happened if we picked him up. But um, yeah, yeah, I know it's a shame. But we've got much now, and um, I don't think we'll be able to pick him up. I'm afraid. No, no. It's interesting to see that we, you know it's something that we considered, and you know, obviously, to a point, you sort of wonder. You don't want to fill your, don't want to be QPR, do you? Filling your squad with names uh, that are at the wrong end of their career. But you know, obviously, he has been contributing, like you're saying, big games, but. Uh, def- yeah, definitely an interesting one. Um, before we go to, to Steve Parrish, I've just noticed Lucy's got in touch and said, can we discuss that picture of Shamak's nose? Can I just check with you, lot? Like, have, um, have we all seen the picture in question? Yeah. Yep. No. No. Um, Tom, if you just imagine um, someone holding their nose that's just sort of <laughs> blood pouring out of it and there's, like a huge, and there's like a huge chunk taken out of it, like uh, someone's kind of attacked it with a machete. Awful. Oh mate, it's uh, it's pretty savage. Um, it's terrible. He gets some stick sometimes, doesn't he, for going, you know, for, for making the most of a, an injury. Um, yeah, probably let him off for that one. I have to say. I remember the head injury he had also when his head was bleeding. He kind of bandaged up, but he kept bandage kept coming off every time. So yeah, he gets he gets hit, uh, he gets hurt a lot. He really does. That's, he got foul given against him for that broken nose, <laughs> didn't he? Exactly, it's ridiculous. The ref probably heard the cracking noise of his nose snapping and thought, "Oh, he's caught him a bit there." No, yeah, yeah, he's nosed his elbow. Or, no, it was his head, wasn't it? Yeah, no idea. Yeah, his head. Alex, uh, did you want to say no? No, you said that earlier. I'm sorry, I nearly dropped you right in it. Um, mm, apparently, I should post a link to the picture. I'll see what I can find uh, in the near future, or basically, I'll just make Mikey do it um, and tweet it from the whole radio account as soon as I possibly can. Anyway, I think it's time because um, we'll have plenty to talk about after we hear it. Uh, let's uh, take a moment. And listen to what our uh, chairman, Steve Parrish, has to say about the transfer window. Yeah. The Eagles Element. News, views and reviews on Crystal Palace. www.theeagleselement.com Hello. Hello, Steve. It's Chris on the whole radio. You are right? All right. Yes, sorry. I don't know numbers. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> the deadline died. <laughs> no, that's fair play. Um, all sorts of agents, couldn't it? Um, we're just uh, we're recording straight away. I'm not sure how much time you got, but I'll try not to keep you too long. Um, so, uh, f- f- first of all, obviously the, the big news that's been confirmed in the last few minutes is Wilfred re-signing. Um, obviously, how long mm-hmm. have you been wor- working on that one? Yeah, quite a while. Um, it's not been it's not been the easiest one to do that one. No. Um, no, just you know, just no particular reason. Just lots of moving parts, and you know, obviously, obviously yeah, it's going to say. You, you, obviously, we've had him on loan for the season. I assume we paid a, a loan fee for doing that. Um, what was the thinking behind making it permanent now? Um, well, I think that at the time, I think at the, at the beginning, there were a few reasons. One of them, it freed up another loan space. We thought we might do another loan. 
Um, but we think we can, you know, get him back on track. That's what we think. And uh, it's, it's probably pretty clear that things aren't going to work out for him now at Manchester. You know, the, the manager there has never even seen him. So um, I think it suited both clubs. You know, we came up with a kind of plan with, with Man United where we could um, take him back and try and get his, you know, get Man United as much of their money back as possible in the long term. You know, so we worked really well with them on, on, a, on, a, on a plan to do that. I think, um, and hopefully, you know, we can get him back on track and get him back playing, you know, as the player that made Man United sign him in the first place. You know, I think it's obviously, you know, a year not playing and not getting that experience in the Premier League, you know, he's, he's, he's not great for him. So, obviously now he's, he's playing more regularly, so should be good. Yeah, seen, definitely seen some signs of him getting back to his old self. And, you know, he's certainly very happy himself on, on Twitter and, you know, obviously mentioned it being home. I was really interested to see that interview uh, he gave about his time at Man United, about how hard he, he found it settling in and all that sort of stuff. So do you think he's might maybe one of those players where, certainly for the foreseeable future, it, it's better he stays in the, I wouldn't say call it a comfort zone, but somewhere he, where he's much happier and more comfortable? Yeah, I think... It's not worked out from where he went, you know, so I think everybody wants to know where their future is. And obviously we've given him a five and a half year contract, so he's, yeah. you know, he's, he's got a lot of certainty in his life and, and we feel that it's the right place for him. He feels it's the right place for him right now, so, you know, it's good. But there's plenty of, you know, he's got to perform, he knows that, and um, got to fight for his place in the team. You know, it's a lot more competitive than it was the last time he was here. Um, you know, we've got a lot of good players in, in, in those positions. So, um, and, and the league's very tough. So, he, know, he's, he knows he's got his work cut out, but the, manager's, the manager likes him and has got a lot of time for him. And Wolf's a great kid. So, you know, we're, we're, we're really hopeful that he very quickly can get back. You know, we've seen signs of it this season, but he needs to get back to the level that he was playing at, you know, when he, was, when, when he helped did so much to help get promoted so you know we're really enthused about it it's, it's great news but it, you know we everybody now needs to you know you don't win games in the transfer window you know I know fans probably think you do but you know you win games on the football pitch so definitely that's where we all need to perform Definitely. Um, like you say, you hinted there that the squad now is, is so much more competitive. And obviously part of that, he did some pretty early business in the window, which was um, obviously fans were quite happy to see in, in general, getting Yaya Sonogo in. Um, was that quite a, I mean, there seemed to be quite a lot of competition for his for his signature. I mean, I think he wanted to go to France initially, according to the, the media, but happy to get him? Yeah, absolutely. You know, he's, a, he's an exciting young player, isn't he? And, you know, he, he did very well in patches at Arsenal and obviously um, uh, he hasn't got a regular place there with Jerry coming back and the options that they've got. Walcott coming back, who plays down the middle as well. So I, I think they felt it was, you know, at this stage of his development, he needs to get some regular games and I like to think we've got a good relationship with Arsenal. They, you know, they're very fair to deal with and, and I think they were thought the environment would be good for him from you know the experience you know what they've seen with you know, happened to Mariam since he's been with us and um, so again you know it's it's he's come to us as a, a loan to the end of the season that hopefully he'll do very well for us and he's doing very well for us you know we give Arsenal back a, a, a you know a player that's that's had more game time in the Premier League and learnt more about it so I think he you know he did very well 
um, against Burnley. I think he possibly, and he did very well against Southampton. Yep. Found it a bit tougher maybe against Everton at the weekend. So yeah, it's a good learning curve for him. Okay, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah great with that assessment, definitely. Um, you, you got um, Papa Soiree in as well. Obviously, uh, in terms of a left-back, people are very happy to see, you know, left-footed left-back came in. We tried that with uh, Zeki Fryers. What, what do you think the difference between the two are in, in, in terms of, you know, whether Soiree well, was... Well, I think his experience, you know, Zeki's, Zeki's lacking. Hi, um, yeah, sorry about that. What we're going to do, we're going to restart that interview because obviously you've missed a, a fair chunk. Uh, just got some technical issues with the entire internet uh, at this end. Um, well, certainly in Kent where Mikey's broadcasting from anyway. So apologies for the bits you hear twice, but we don't really want you to miss certainly the, the, the opening chat about Wilf. Uh, I thought it was very, very revealing and interesting. So we're going to start the clip again right now. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you, obviously we've had him on loan for the season. I assume we paid a, a loan fee for doing that. Um, what was the thinking behind making it permanent now? Um, well, I think that at the time, I think at the, at the beginning, there were a few reasons. One of them, it freed up another loan space. We thought we might do another loan. Um, but we think we can, you know, get him back on track. That's what we think. And uh, it's, it's probably pretty clear that things aren't going to work out for him now at Manchester. You know, the the manager there has never even seen him, so um, I think it suited both clubs. You know, we came up with a kind of plan with with Man United where we could um, take him back and try and get his, you know, get Man United as much of their money back as possible in the long term. You know, so we worked really well with them on on a, on, a, on a plan to do that. I think, um, and hopefully, you know, we can get him back on track and get him back playing, you know, as the player that made Man United sign him in the first place. You know, I think it's obviously, you know, a year not playing and not getting that experience in the Premier League, you know, he's, he's not great for him. So, obviously now he's, he's playing more regularly, so should be good. Yeah, seen, definitely seen some signs of him getting back to his old self. And, you know, he's certainly very happy himself on, on Twitter and, you know, obviously mentioned it being home. I was really interested to see that interview uh, he gave about his time at Man United, about how hard he, he found it settling in and all that sort of stuff. So do you think he's might maybe one of those players where, certainly for the foreseeable future, it, it's better he stays in, um, I wouldn't say call it a comfort zone, but somewhere he, where he's much happier and more comfortable? Yeah, I think it's not worked out from where he went, you know, so I think everybody wants to know where their future is. And obviously we've given him a five and a half year contract, so he's, yeah. you know, he's, he's got a lot of certainty in his life and, and we feel that it's the right place for him. He feels it's the right place for him right now. So, you know, it's good, but there's plenty of, you know, he's got to perform, he knows that and um, got to fight for his place in the team. You know, it's a lot more competitive than it was the last time he was here. Um, you know, we've got a lot of good players in, in, in those positions. So, um, and, and the league's very tough. So, he, know, he's, he knows he's got his work cut out, but the manager's, the manager likes him and has got a lot of time for him and Wolf's a great kid. So, you know, we're, we're, we're really hopeful that he very quickly can get back. You know, we've seen signs of it this season, but he needs to get back to the level that he was playing at, you know, when he was when, when he helped, did so much to help get promoted. So, you know, we're really enthused about it. It's, it's great news, but, you know, we everybody now needs to... You know, you don't win games in the transfer window. You know, I know fans probably think you do, but, you know, you win games on the football pitch, so... Definitely. That's where we all need to perform. 
Definitely. Um, like, like you say, you, you hinted there that the squad now is, is so much more competitive. And obviously part of that, he did some pretty early business in the window, which was um, obviously fans were quite happy to see in, in general, getting Yaya Sanogo in. Um, was that quite a, I mean, there seemed to be quite a lot of competition for his for his signature. I mean, I think he wanted to go to France initially, according to the, the media, but happy to get him? Yeah, absolutely. You know, he's, a, he's an exciting young player, isn't he? And, you know, he, he did very well in patches at Arsenal and obviously um, he hasn't got a regular place there with Jerome coming back and the options that they've got. Walcott coming back, who plays down the middle as well. So I, I think they felt it was, you know, at this stage of his development, he needs to get some regular games and I like to think we've got a good relationship with Arsenal. They, you know, they're very fair to deal with and, and I think they were thought the environment would be good for him from you know the experience you know what they've seen with Mariam since he's been with us and um, so again you know it's it's he's come to us as a, a loan to the end of the season that hopefully he'll do very well for us and he's doing very well for us you know we give Arsenal back a, a, a you know a player that's that's had more game time in the Premier League and learnt more about it so I think he you know he did very well. Um, against Burnley, I think he possibly, and he did very well against Southampton. Yeah, found it a bit tougher maybe against Everton at the weekend. So yeah, it's a good learning curve for him. Okay, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah agree with that assessment definitely. Um, you you got um, Papa Suarez in as well. Obviously, uh, in terms of a left back, people are very happy to see you know left footed left back came in. We tried that with uh, Zeki Fryers. What what do you think the difference between the two are in in, in terms of you know whether Suarez well, was his experience? You know, Zeki Zeki's lacking games, and he's gone out on loan obviously to Rotherham. Yeah. You know, and that's what we'll, 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 we'll do. But we've got a callback on him, so we've got cover there. Um, you know, Papa is a, is, a, is, a, is a much more experienced left-back. You know, he's played a lot of games for Lille. I think he's played Champions League for them, or, or Europa League, certainly. Um, so, you know, he's done very, very well um, for them. And he's somebody that um, has been scouted by our recruitment department for a, a while now you know he was in the frame when Tony was here and certainly when Neil was here and um, uh, finally you know Alan's looks into it with his contacts and was comfortable and we managed to get the deal done so um, you know it's a it's a very exciting um, prospect um, he's a young player but he, you know he's, he's got decent experience obviously you know he's got a settle in the area his English is He's got a little bit of English, um, which is which is you know useful, and he's got a real willingness to try and speak it to you, which obviously is is, is very promising. So um, we get him a tutor and help him settle into the place and, and all that kind of thing, and, um, and we're very hopeful that it'll be a big success here. Yeah, a couple of French speakers in in the squad as well, haven't we? Um, Sh- Shola Amiobi signed as well. Um, someone that, that Alan Pardew knows really well. Um, that does that indicate that um, we're unlikely to get um, you know the, the sort of the big name striker or whatever it is that the media seem to be hinting we're going after? Um, or you know, is that just more the part Alan Pardew wanted someone in that he knows and trusts and feel can be you know add to the group as a personality as much as anything? Yeah, I think once once Alan watched. Yari our play um, at Burnley and Southampton and obviously we're securing uh, Glenn back um, you know we've got Fraser Bright um, it, it just felt like we, you know maybe a little bit of experience not just in, 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 in their box but in our box you know 20 minutes to go and 
we've got a one goal lead um, and, and obviously Shola is somebody that he feels is a, is a very positive presence around the place positive presence in the dressing room um, so he felt that with, with, with that we could then hang on to the summer really yeah. before we looked at um, you know when Yaya will go back and then you know we'll look at trying to find the right answer and, and maybe have a little bit more time to develop a player rather than possibly overpaying a bit now now we did look at a couple of, of big targets everybody knows we, we made a um, you know we met the asking price on Gomez but obviously in the end with Boney going that, that Swansea understandably didn't want to let the player go um, we inquired about other players on loan you know and uh, for one reason or another they, they either didn't fancy it or the club didn't want to let them go in the end or whatever so you know we, we've been Alan's been very comfortable with what he's had now for, for, for a couple of weeks and we've, we've, we've turned elsewhere because I think he'd rather he'd rather keep the money available for the summer and um, and look to try and do something then when, when he's got a bit more time to spend with the recruitment guys and, and look around and, and we did make one other bid on a player um, abroad the younger striker um, but again that looks like a deal that, that, that we may revisit in the summer if, if, if that's possible Okay, I won't push you on a name because I'm pretty sure you won't let me have it. Um, <laughs> if the um, did you find uh, this window? I mean, it seems from looking in, um, it seems to be a little bit less frantic, if you like. Um, did you find it an easier or a harder window than than the last couple? Uh, it's been much easier. Yeah, uh, probably than any transfer window that I've been involved in so far. Safer when we were in the championship and we didn't really buy that many players. <laughs> um, no, it's been it's been good, really good. Um has been good to work with. He's embraced our recruitment department. He's got his own contacts. Um, he's been very easy in terms of when he's had options presented, he's given us an order of priority, that the ones he likes. And um, that gives us the flexibility then to go and do the, you know, the best deals that we can for the club. So, um, you, you know, but listen, what we want the players to work out, you know, I don't mind if it's chaotic and we get to 11 o'clock and we're still trying to get people done and if, if they come and they work out really well for us. So, um, it, it really, one of those things where the outcome's probably more important than the process. Um, but certainly it's been a lot more organised. Um, probably, is, you know, we did just about enough time when Alan came in. Yeah. And Alan's used to working in an environment where, you know, other people's views and, and taking into account and, he, and obviously he's very much embraced our recruitment department and, as I said, put that together with, with, with his own contacts and his own people um, and given, us, given me certainly a clear idea of what he wants to do. And it's been very easy to talk to about the either or's, well, if you have this one, then maybe we can't do that one. And, and so forth. So um, it's it's that that part of it's been been very good. But we'll you know obviously everyone's got to settle in and perform and and do well for the club and 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 then it, it happens and it will be a ultra successful window. Definitely.
Um, it sort of leads me into my penultimate question about Alan Pardew in general. I mean, again, from the outside looking in, it looks it's an incredible start, isn't it? It, it, it feels very harmonious between the you know the fans and the squad, and, and the manager's got the backing straight straight away, and rightly so. Uh, is it the same behind the scenes? Everyone, you know, you, you seem to be enjoying working with him in the on the transfer side. Is it the same, just general day to day? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's, everything's pretty easy when you win four out of five, isn't it? No, it's <laughs> not going to be, someone's not going to be working well when you're winning four out of five, but we work, you know, listen, I work well with everybody. Um, it, it, I think it's a question of trying to do the right things for the club and having a functional relationship and, and, and speaking your mind. You know, it's not all about standing on ceremony and everybody being terribly nice to everybody. You know, Alan... I'm pretty sure Alan feels like he can say what he wants to say and if he doesn't agree with something he doesn't agree with it but you don't have to fall out over it you know football's a game of opinions and Alan's opinion counts more than anybody at the football club as is every manager that's been at the football club in terms of footballing matters yeah. but I also think that in you know in any business you've got people that, that, that run the business or own the business are responsible for it and they've got something to offer as well because there's a lot of things involved in in running a football club and, and buying players and on the football side, etc. So, obviously, if everybody works together well and respects each other's point of view and respects that each other are entitled to a point of view because they're involved in trying to move the club forward, then, then, it, then it makes life easier. But it certainly doesn't mean that you agree about everything all the time because that's not a healthy environment. So, um, and I don't really do honeymoon periods and say everything's fantastic and we're all going to get on forever perfectly well and nothing will ever be, you know, we'll never have a disagreement because we're all of one mind constantly. It's not reasonable, is it? That's not, yeah. that's not what it takes. That's not what it's taken to get us here. It's not what it'll take for us to keep moving forward. So um, it, it's a good relationship in that I feel Alan feels very comfortable saying what he thinks. Yeah. And that's and and then I think he feels comfortable that that opinion carries an enormous amount of weight on the football side of the of the football club, and, and I think that's what you know will make him comfortable. By the same token, for me, I, I feel like I can speak to him about the issues around the the, the the football club and the things that input that you know there may be from me on other aspects of things and and including the football things, um, and everybody's opinion is respected. So. You know, even if you don't agree with it, you've got to respect other people's point of views. Particularly as, you know, I like to think now, you know, Alan's got a fantastic track record in the game. You know, I think I've got a pretty decent track record in the game. Every decision the manager makes won't be right. Every decision I've made isn't right. But net-net, we're doing okay. Um, and as you mentioned, the togetherness is really important. And I do feel that that's been a very, very important factor with Alan, that he's galvanised everybody. Back, the beliefs back. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, I think, you know, it'd be nice if people trusted us yes. a little bit more, you know, constantly come out to every window, they're not going to spend this, they're not going to do that, I think this, I think that. You know, I think we've supported every single manager. Every single manager's been supported and, you know, last year we made a healthy profit. We did well, we invested a lot of money in players, but we had that, obviously, that kind of good finish and got to 11th and all of that's been reinvested back in the club getting a manager you know buying the players in the summer buying the players in this transfer window taking on the wages that we've taken on invested more again in the infrastructure the stadium the bars the restaurants every single penny that we made last year has been poured back into the club so um, 
you know, I think the fans have got to trust that the, the, the people that are here are for the best interest of the football club. But, we, you know, we're not going to do crazy things. We're going to make sure every deal is the right deal for the football club. And, you know, we're going to make sure, as we have now, that we've got the right people running every aspect of it. You know, it's people don't see other things. You know, it's taking a bit of time to get other aspects of the club right. And personnel have had to change. Obviously, the manager side of it's more visible than that. And, you know, unfortunately manager walks out on you two days before the start of the season <laughs> you have to adapt to that and, and make decisions to accommodate it you know Neil came in and helped out a lot you know he always knew it'd be a temporary appointment yeah um, and um, you know I thank him for that because I think we got a good points tally on the board there with Neil um, I think things just went a little bit awry at the end and, and we had to end it possibly sooner than, 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 than we had planned but Neil was really gracious and um I know he wishes Alan all the best, yeah. and Alan never spoken, etc. So, uh, and I now think we've got the right man, which is reflected in the length of Alan's contract, and you know that makes him feel very secure at the football club. And I feel very confident we've got the right person. Definitely, I did re- really enjoyed Neil Warnock's comments saying they should have sat me two weeks earlier. We'd have been in Europe. Really enjoyed that, but <laughs> shows the uh, class <laughs> of the man, really. But um, okay, okay, last little question for you. Obviously, it is transfer window day at the, at the time we're talking. Um, is there anything more to do in or out? There's one more, yeah, that's not... I don't know if it's been reported yet, but there's one more. Okay. Um, Which will be done, I think, before before the night's out. Uh, if I say the name that has is, been out there, that is, is Chung Young Lee from Bolton? Is that the one? Who? <laughs> uh, Bolton, uh, Chung Young Lee, oh, I see. I was like that. Yeah, it, it, it's, very, it's very likely that Chung Young will be on, yeah. Brilliant, all with, right. With Barry going on loan. Barry Ban will go on loan to the end of the season the other way. Oh, Okay. Oh, I see, yeah, okay. um, So, very excited about that. You know, yeah. lovely footballer. Um, I think he can help us a lot. He, he, he comes to us with a slight hairline fracture on his uh, shin that he got in the um, Asia Cup, but it, it, it shouldn't take too long. I think another four weeks or five weeks or so. Um, obviously, he's then got to get himself fit, but we certainly see that he can make a contribution before the end of the season. Um, but he, again, he's, he, he's someone you know that we've bought on a good good term deal, and um, an exciting player, very highly rated when he played for Bolton in the in the Premier League. Um, maybe got a bit lost with all the changes that have gone on in the championship, you know, with the with the club in the championship as they've adjusted to being in there. Um, but I think he was, you know, we've been watching him for a long time, and he's been hitting good form again. I think you know he's, he's, he's an excellent player, so we're, we're very excited to have him at the club. Brilliant, Steve. I've taken up more than enough of your time. Really appreciate it. Um, Pleasure, guys. Always thank you so much. To. Great stuff. Speak to you soon. Cheers. Bye. Bye. The Eagles Element news, views, and reviews on Crystal Palace. www.theeagleselement.com there we go. I hope you enjoyed that interview. It's uh, obviously very informative, a lot there, and I'm sure you'll want to listen back to it. Um, you know, the podcast will be out after the show, as always. We'll give you a chance to do that. In fact, you'll get to hear it one and a half times after it stopped in the middle. Um, obviously, uh, during the, while, while we were out there, Barry Bannon's confirmed that he will be um, joining Bolton, as you heard Steve Parrish say there uh, a little earlier. Um, and we'll be talking to Barry in just a moment. Um, obviously, 
giving him our best and finding out how this move came about and all that sort of stuff. Um, so I'll be chatting live to Barry in, in about three minutes' time. So very, very quickly, some early reactions to the Steve Parrish chat, which we'll come back to. Uh, Patrick, you wanted to raise a point? Yeah, um, he had mentioned the reason, one of the reasons we wanted to sign Wolf was another loan. So my question was, you know, who would it be in what position? Because as I said yesterday, I think we're in need of a centre-back. Mm -hmm. But it sounds to me like we might be looking at another striker. So I just wonder what people's thoughts were or you guys' thoughts were on who we might get on loan. Uh, yeah, I mean, Alex, you came up with a suggestion of the, the striker. We might be the young striker mm. that, that Steve was hinting about. Yeah, I, I, I've got. I think it might be Babacar, but I think uh, Babacar might be the, the player that he mentioned in the summer. Uh, he's 22 years old. He's, he's had a few chances at Fiorentina this season, um, and he'd be a, a great signing. But I don't think that. I think that'd be the summer signing. I'm really puzzled by what the loan signing could be. I don't think it'll be you and I think Yoon's the Yoon's the permanent deal in, in the Bannon deal. So yeah. the only um the only one that I could really pick up and if you go of what was talked about in the paper and who we were linked with at various times, there was a times there was a throwaway comment on the, at the bottom of an article, I think it was a mirror article, that we had inquired about Denver Bar, uh, who's playing in Turkey now, I believe. Um yeah. and that's that's the sort of thing that I wouldn't be surprised if it if, if it was that. Um, obviously, uh, anyone listening, if you've got any reaction to anything that Steve um, said during the course of that interview, uh, you can obviously tweet us at HOL Radio, or you can go to wholeradio.net forward slash contact. Uh, you can send us an email from there, and there's all the different ways of contacting us, there's all the information on there. But uh, plenty, plenty in there, I think. Uh, Nick? Good evening, everybody. Just thought I'd say hello. 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 Um, and to let you know that uh, I'm in the chat room with plenty of other people transfers. Lots of hilarity about Tom Ince being moved on yet again. I think it's Derby County on loan now. Um, <laughs> he did well since he came to us. I think he needs a new manager, as in uh, personal manager. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe still following Dad around, eh? Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a strange one for him because obviously he was superb at uh, Blackpool. Um, struggled to get in our side, but contributed. You know, you, just, you can't you can't ignore, particularly in that yeah. game against West Brom. Great little finish. Um, he was. But, um, yeah. He was supposed to be the new Freddie Sears for us, wasn't he? <laughs> good, good choice Sears. there. Actually, Freddie's on the way back, which is really pleasing to see, actually. He did really well at, uh, was at Colchester, I think. And uh, I can't remember who signed him now, but he's, he's gone back, going back up the leagues. Um, talented young player, and it was, you know, but for the sake of some idiotic refereeing against Bristol City, um, you know, it might have been very different for him. He was certainly an absolutely excellent player in, in, in new football. Uh, Alex, you've raised an interesting point there. I reckon it could have been Adebayo for the yeah, loan there was, signing. There was some tweet, wasn't there, earlier on, mm. suggesting that he'd rejected a loan move to us. Good call. Yeah, yeah. I think now, but apparently he's really close to joining uh, West Ham. So I think that's that's out now. I okay. think, to be honest, it's either going to be at centre back or striker. I don't see any other areas in the team that we need strengthening, and uh, based on the players we've brought in. So yeah, I'm, I right, imagine well, that was Adebayo. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a pretty good call. I've just been told by Tom that uh, Freddie Sears has gone to Ipswich. That's quite correct. Um, well done. Uh, we're hopefully uh, going to be ringing Barry Bannon now. Uh, just, and I've got that really awkward bit of having to fill a sort of gap. Yeah. Of, yeah. Sort yeah. Of discussion. Yeah. While we do that, I can't really talk about anything at length. Uh, but hopefully the ringing thing will start in a minute. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Oh, I've got to stop saying yeah to my own clip. Here we go. Please. This is the Vodafone oh, voice. Oh, oh, 
are rejected. We'll uh, we'll give Barry another try in just a moment. Obviously, I'm sure he's busy uh, dealing with the fallout of the, the announcement of the move to Bolton. But um, yeah, he did confirm moments ago that he was going to be free. So we'll try him again in just a moment. So that let's, let's take another couple of minutes. Um, I'm just aware that we we show up uh, as Steve Parrish re- revealed. We show up as. Um, a withheld number now. So if uh, if I might request on air that Mikey texts uh, Barry Bannon first to let him know it's us ringing, and then we'll ring again. Um, I do want to talk about Papasuari. Go on, Patrick. Go on. I'm sorry. Before we get into the Papasuari, I did hear a rumor which a week couple weeks ago, but then again, it kind of died down. The law been for um, Enrique, the left back for Liverpool. Now, did that anybody know if that actually died down? I heard he, I heard lately he didn't want to leave Liverpool, but I think that was a, a when we first started talking about getting Wilf back on a permanent. I heard that was like one thing we're looking at. Well, well, Suarez supposed to be a wing back, isn't he? And maybe he's maybe if the Yun deal falls through, then Enrique might be brought in at left back with Suarez oh, okay. and a winger a winger role. I, I don't know. Maybe that might be the case. Oh, okay. Just wondering. Um, it's yeah, it's an interesting perspective. Again, that was something that was rumoured, and like you say, that's what started all the talk of Wilf becoming uh, a permanent signing. And as Steve said, they've been working on it some time, and, and you know it's quite a difficult deal to do. Amazing. Uh, but um, so yeah, is I mean, the, I'm sure. Go on. Does the Wilf thing, the, the price, be disclosed? Because it was it was on and off, on and off today, wasn't it? It was announced on the club site, and then I read somewhere that it had been taken off of the club site. But Wilf had already tweeted it, and everybody was waiting for Nutella to announce it. But what price did he, did did we pay? Do we know? Um, no, no, basically. Um, I've I've also seen that we we sold him for fifteen million, but we didn't in the end, did we? No, because no, we didn't. It was, an, it was like an initial ten million, wasn't it? I think yeah. if you go go back to the words that, that, that Steve Parrish was using there, he he said that you know they structured the deal so over the course of the deal, if it's successful, with Wilf reaches the level he you know, was going to reach, that we all felt he was going to reach, then effectively Man United will end up with their money back overall. So, I mean, if you, if you consider the loan fees we've paid, um, any sort of you know, signing on fee and, and, the, and the transfer fee, I think that's what you're looking at. You're looking at eventually that the 10 million that we got would go, that's the, the total value of the deal. Now, how much of that we've already, repa- already paid in those loan fees, I'm not too sure. Um, can so, I just... So- Sorry, a lot of that's dependent on us staying up. Then, obviously, the the amount we give them. Oh, so, yeah. if, would, if we do stay up, it's not so much of a big thing because we'll have the money in the bank anyway. Exactly. Yeah, and I would imagine certainly yeah. that um, that it involves also international appearances and things like that, and a certain number of goals. And that's what you'd expect. <coughs> I do want to make a really quick do mention. You? Go on, no, go on. Go on Tom. No, go on. You, 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 you first. No, mine's not important. You've got a question. Okay, I was going to say, I don't know if any of you guys remember back when we had Steve Parrish on Whole Radio just after we'd sold Wilf, and uh, one of the things he was quoted as saying in our conversation was about we didn't have a buyback clause, because, you know, when you go to a club like Man United, the chances are you aren't <laughs> going to be leaving or wanted. I just wondered, you know, it's, I wonder if we've, they've inserted a similar sort of thing this time for themselves, if, if that kind of deal does happen. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a oh, the irony, right? Oh, bloody not. <laughs> <laughs> He's never going back to Manchester. Maybe Manchester City, but never Manchester United, that's for sure. <laughs> um, okay, so um, we're going to give uh, give Barry another uh, another try in a sec. Well, just now, actually. While I'm while I'm while we're doing that, can I just mention that Albert, who was on earlier and was having some connection difficulties, as a result of being on the show, he was locked in a conservatory. And he's still, follow him on Twitter. Oh, this isn't this isn't seeing what you're is it? 
This is the Vodafone voicemail service for... Oh, rejection, Whoa. rejection. All right, we'll wait for Barry to come back to us. This is, this is terrible news. This is why you want to do pre-records. He's, you know? a, he's, on, the, uh, he's on the Bolton pod at the moment. <laughs> he might well be. Bowl radio. Do, all you want to do is say thank you, Barry, and bye. Yeah. All right, let's... a bit rubbish to do it as well. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, I miss Ramage. Sorry, I've gone all quiet and reflected. You did? Yeah, yeah very, very, very reflective. <laughs> can, we have, can we have a, a quick summary for the latecomers of, of what's happened, the ins and outs today then? from well, We possibly. can, unfortunately I've deleted most of them from my screen, but the, in, the ins and outs today, um, that we had the obviously confirmed permanent signing of, of Wilf Zaha, um, and Steve's obviously confirmed as well that uh, we've uh, done a deal for Chong Yong Lee, Lee Chong, I don't know how which way round it is, but from Bolton with uh, Barry going on loan in the other direction, mm. Barry Bannon, that is, of course. Um, mm. I've just been distracted by an unpleasant comment from Mikey in the chat there that I can't read out. Thank you, Mikey. Uh, <laughs> and we also signed two players for the development squad. I think one of them was... How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Done a while ago, the uh, Andres uh, Bremier, mm. uh, one which Norwegian central midfielder, 18 years old, uh, who's been signed and gone back on loan to his uh, Norwegian club, but will be starting in the development squad next year. And we've also signed Keshi Anderson, isn't it, um, who was... Uh, featured in a trial game uh, for Brentford under 21s against Arsenal under 21s, where he came off the bench and scored a hat trick against us in six minutes. Uh, header, left foot, right foot, perfect hat trick. Uh, impressed enough for us to, um, yeah, for us to actually sign him there. Now let's, let's Nick. We've got some uh, interesting. Reactions. Yeah, yeah. Dweeb, who was very upset about not getting a mention on last night's show, I told him he had to up his game tonight if he was going to get on. Was up to his game and said Barry's probably. Packing his bags. And uh, Unictees uh, said, This show is so professional. Who needs professionalism? This is far more entertaining. Exactly. That's what want, isn't that's, it? That, is, that is exactly what we want. Um, I've also got a tweet from uh, Terence from Red and Blue Army, who's you know, been on the show a few times, saying that Barry Bannon's standing whole radio up like a Tinder date, which is mean. Um, if you don't know what Tinder is, gentlemen, it's uh, don't worry about it. It's not for you if you don't know what it is. Not for me either. It doesn't really work. Is that what you try and match wood? <laughs> yeah, let's call it that. <laughs> well done, Nick. 
Congratulations. If I had a song for you, I'd sing it, but I don't. Um, Albert's offering to, to, to pretend to be Barry Bannon. I think that will that will definitely have to happen fairly shortly. Um, Andy Gray and Barry Bannon. That's that's talent for you right there, isn't it? Yeah. That's an interesting little fact you've just put up there, Alex. Yes. Uh, yeah, we are, we've signed the most players in the Premier League so far. 49 mm. favourites with William Hill. Uh, followed by West Brom at 7-4. to four. So, uh, I think we were 12-1 to one, uh, before the transfer deadline. So, um, yeah, that was quite good odds. Yeah. I mean, although you would, you would yeah. suggest from Steve's comments that we're, we're certainly, we won't be signing anymore unless, you know, something dramatic changes and, you know, you know the the young striker that suddenly becomes available, or, or we find someone that, that's suddenly available on loan, maybe because we have that loan space now. But there we go. So, um, so is, is Lee confirmed then? Uh, yeah, or is that, well, is that effectively? Confirmed? No. Well, Steve Steve just say he he it will be do, it will be done this evening, didn't it? I guess. Mm. But, um, I mean, if if Barry's confirmed, he's left. I would imagine. Okay. Um, that pretty much that was part that was that seemed to be part of the deal from what was being yeah. said. So I would imagine that confirms it. Um, okay, that's good. Good news. Go, uh, go on, Patrick. Yeah, um, the Chung Lee is an interesting signing um, because um, he's actually can play more central as opposed to just playing on the on the wing. But my only concern is that, you know, listening to the Parish interview, he's out for four to five weeks. We've got to name the uh, 25 soon, so I'm assuming he'll be in the 25, but I hope he recovers from the injury. It's not an easy injury to recover from, you know, that kind of injury. So I'm hoping that, you know, when he does uh, recover, that he can actually play because he's not going to be around for at least another month or so. So it'll be interesting to see. But he, he is a decent player. I've seen him play quite a bit, so... Yeah, I've just uh, just noticed that um, we we have got a go for Barry Bannon. Yeah, uh, I see that. I will answer. I will answer that as as we ring. Um, in the uh, yeah, hairline fracture could almost be anything, couldn't it? Really. Yeah, it really could be. Yeah. Uh, they reckon four to five weeks. Oh, hello. Hey, hey, Barry. It's Chris on Hull Radio. How you doing? Hey, mate. You're right. Yeah, I'm not bad at all. Well, obviously, big news, mate. Is uh, you're off to uh, to Bolton on loan for the rest of the season. Um, I don't, I'm not sure if we knew that when we when we arranged to speak to speak to you. But first of all, we gutted that you go in like every Palace yeah. fan on on Twitter. I'm sure you're getting all sorts of emotion pouring out your way. Um, so obviously gutted that you're going, but it'd be great. To, uh, obviously great to see you go and get some regular first team football. I think that's the main thing. Is that the main motivation for yourself? Yeah, definitely. Obviously, I'm gutting myself that I'm having to leave and um, to find football, but. First of all, obviously, I would love to see it pass and get that football, but it's not working out that way at the minute. So I've had to do what I had to do because I'm, I love football and I need to be playing. So it's no, the only way I'm going to get playing is by going out and on. It's totally understandable. I can remember see, seeing, like, I think it might have been, might have been West Brom away that you didn't get on the pitch and just seeing you sprinting up and down the pitch, so sort of pent up because you didn't get on. Um, so I can understand you wanting to go and. Uh, Go and get some games. Um, what's what's it been like in terms of the opportunities um, under Alan Pardew? He's given given you a couple of games, hasn't he? Um, what have you felt in terms of, of you know how he's managed you and how he you know how he rates you? Um, it's tough. I don't I don't know. I've only been there for like four or five games, and I think I started the Dover game and the Tottenham game, and came off at half time in the Tottenham game, and ain't really played since. So. Um, it's hard. I don't know. If he, I don't know. It's hard. There's a lot of players in now as well in that position. So, I've, it's it's hard to say. Really, I don't know if the gaffer does like me or he doesn't. But I think I played the first couple of games, which was that looked good, and then I've not played since. So, I just thought we played the players that he's been signing as well that 
it'd be good for me to go out and win because it doesn't look as if I would I would feature much. No, I mean, yeah, I can, I can understand that, certainly, you know, in, in the short term. But um, So, um, Patrick, this is a question from Patrick, actually. Uh, what do you feel is your best position that where you're going to affect the game the most? Um, it's a tough one because, like, when I play for Scotland, I play wide right, but I've got a licence to come inside and I'm not actually a winger. So I enjoy that because I don't know what it is. I've just enjoyed it playing with, with Scotland that way and... I think at Palace, I've played wide a couple of times as well, but I've enjoyed it more in the middle. So I'm not really sure. I don't know where my favourite position is. I enjoy. I just enjoy being on the pitch, which it could be anywhere. I would still enjoy it. So I don't know. I'd probably prefer playing in the middle. Yeah. If I had to say, but it's not a big, big, big issue. Okay. Um, so. Uh, I mean, have you spoken to the manager up at Bolton about um, what he, where he sees you, um, where he sees you playing up there? No, I spoke to him briefly today, um, just about trying to get the deal done and stuff, and it was just more on that side of things. And he was just saying he wanted me, he wanted to get me there to get me back playing football again, which was um, the thing that stood out for me, which was positive. So it's just about going there and and impressing and and playing as much games as I possibly can. And obviously, uh, Neil Lennon must be a bit of a legend for you. You're a Celtic fan, aren't you? Big Celtic fan, and obviously he used to play for Celtic and manage him, so it will be good to work under someone like that that I looked up to growing up as a kid and, and managing the team. Yeah. And um, obviously, uh, you know, um, I mean, it's, it's transfer deadline day. You expect it to, to be hectic and all over the place. When was the sort of first moment that you, you heard that, about the move? Well, it's kind of been on the... We've been speaking back and forth for a while now, well, like a week or two, because obviously I missed out the squad at Burnley, which wasn't good. So I kind of had a feeling from there onwards that after coming off at half time against Spurs and, and then not featuring in the Burnley game at all on the bench, I thought that it didn't look too good. So I was like, just wondering around about that time whether I had to go home to get games again. So it's been happening. I've been speaking about it for a few, like a week or two, maybe just over a week. Oh, okay. Um, I'm sorry, just we just got a tweet in from from Lucy, who's one of our regular listeners, who says she's not going to lie. She just shed a little tear for you, uh, which is a bit oh, emotional. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. as distracted me from my questions. Okay, I mean, yeah. So obviously, you, you're going out. You're hoping to get um, more games. Do you, do you see yourself? Do you hope to return to Palace for if there's an opportunity for first team football? Definitely. Obviously, I've got, like you said, I've got a great, um, I've got a great bond with the, the fans at the club, and um, I think they took to me as soon as I come, which is always positive when you've got the fans behind you, and they've been brilliant. So I would love to. I've not really had a proper crack at it yet, where I could play every week for the for the fans, and hopefully I can go out for the rest of the season and show people what I've got, and hopefully come back next season and play a big part definitely well we would love nothing more than to see that Barry and also you know more importantly we'll be keeping an eye on you while you're at Bolton ourselves like we do with all the Palace players who go out on loan so listen mate thank you so much for talking to us uh, obviously you know big day today so very best of luck for the future mate and we hope to uh, speak to you again no problem thanks a lot thanks a Cheers. lot bye mate thank bye. you thanks bye there we go, guys. That's um, that's that's the other side of the transfer window, and uh, you know players have to make 
huge decisions. But for, for clearly for Barry Bannon, that he's um, you know he's not in any way his um, his sole motivation is to go and play football, uh, which is that you know it's actually pretty nice to see. It's a ridiculous comment in the chat there. Alex, so I'm going to immediately <laughs> immediately talk to you. So, uh, what's your initial reaction to, to hearing what Barry said there? It, it's sad, really, because um, you know he's 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 obviously found his feet. Um, whenever a new manager's uh, you know, been at a club, whether it's Millen on a temporary basis or uh, Holloway, um, you know his first game in the Premier League, um, or or Pardew, you know, starting against Dover and. You know, one thing's led to another, and he's he's not he's not beginning a prolonged chance in the first team. So I don't know whether that's to do with his physicality. Um, I don't know whether it's to do with his, with his his ability. But what we've seen from him is that you know he's a talented player, and um, you know he's a player that's certainly in the on the fringes of 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 a, of a, of a Premier League side. I just think maybe he needs a prolonged um, experience at a Championship club, and then we'll just have to reassess in the summer and see whether he can. You know, make his way back into this side, but I think it's going to be very difficult with uh, the players at our disposal at the moment. You know, likes of March, likes of MacArthur, Ledley, Yednak, even Guardiola, who's who's impressed whenever he's been called upon. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be difficult. It's sad, but I reckon we will get our the money we spent back um, on him because I think he's just got you know the set piece ability that you know a lot of pl- a lot of clubs look for um, in the Championship. I'm just trying to work out um, when Nick said that he wanted to speak, Alex. Bear with me a second. Uh, it's Patrick first, actually. Go on, yeah, so, so Chris, you know, I asked that question of him because it's interesting. He's paid for like about four or five managers at Palace. And the truth of the matter is, we don't know where to play him. Even he says, he, I've, I've watched him for Scotland. He plays a totally different role for Scotland. He definitely does play on the right with his left foot, cuts in like punch and, and has freedom. He goes, he's all over the place. Sometimes you see him central. He drops up to the left-hand side, to the right side. But then he said, the, you know, for Palace, he'll either play more central. So I think the problem's been with all five managers he's had. No one knows where to play him properly, which is really a shame because, you know, we all love him. We all see certain things that he brings to the team. His desire is tremendous. His set playability is great. But it's the problem I definitely see with him. There's no one for him really to play. Dare, dare I suggest he could play in where Gale is playing now on the left or... You know, even that roll out on the right coming inside. Okay, he's, he's saying he's not an out and out winger. He prefers it's, to move inside. Go on, Alex. Yeah, it's, it's a shame, really, because he hasn't got the pace to play on that left uh, hand side, which, you know, obviously we know Gale's got that pace in abundance. So right. it's difficult. And he's not physical enough to be to play in the centre. Um, but I reckon he's, he's the type of player that if he moved abroad, he'd fit in. You know, perfectly in a, in a in a free man midfield in the free role, but you know, we it's it's tough. You know, being a relegate uh, well relegate relegation threatened side, you can't afford to have a player like that in in your midfield. It's harsh, but you know that you know he's 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 performed admirably. But it, it's difficult to fit someone like that into this midfield. I totally understand that. I mean, but the, the, what the things he brings for me is is certainly set pace delivery. You know, he's, yeah. he's absolute quality on that, and you cannot. You know, you cannot sort of really say enough how important that is to the team, uh, particularly when you, we've just witnessed a, a game against Everton where we've essentially wasted most of our set pieces. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I think there's that side of his game where you almost, it, it gives you that extra incentive to fit him in somewhere. But, uh, I mean, it's a similar problem that we have with Johnny Williams, isn't it? We all mm. know that, that Williams is, when he's fit, and which is that's his battle at the moment, is to just get himself fit. It's you know he's he's a huge still a huge prospect in the game and you know one that's that's well thought of outside of Palace as much as inside of Palace but 
you know, it's how do you fit a player like that in? You know, and certainly when you're when you're more of a battling team, it's it's harder to do. But I think we're making this transition from being a battling team to under Pardew to trying to get a bit more of the ball. And I just think people like Bannon are, are, and, and Williams and, and, and like you say, Patrick, Gediora as well, are, they're, they're all important. They've all got a role to play. But I don't know, maybe it's one of those things, isn't it? You think maybe if we were the club we were a few years back in the championship, you know, Barry Bannon would be our star player playing every week and, you know, and, and be everyone's favourite player, I think, probably. Um, yeah. But a huge, huge, rea- huge reaction on Twitter as well. Uh, about it's, it. um, there's, it's very sad, actually. That's one of the saddest things I've ever heard on the show. And I thought, you know, it's, he's, he's, he never got a look in at um, Villa, did he, for, for one reason or another. Mm. And he's, he's always been good when he's played. There, there haven't been many, many games that I can remember that he wasn't very good. And the, he, he was talking about coming off against Spurs. And that was really because he didn't, didn't fit the system that we wanted to play. Yeah, and he got I a yellow card as well, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, one more, yeah, one more thing, Chris. Yeah. Um, did you guys see that he, MacArthur, Punch and Ledley went up to Celtic Rangers game last week? I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was brilliant. You know, you can tell he fits in with the players. He's, you know, he's got, they've got great camaraderie, so it's nice to see that kind of stuff going on. You know, so yeah. it's a, it'll be, he'll be missed for sure. Yeah, I mean, so I'm, glad he's, I'm glad it's till the end of the season we'll, and we'll see what happens. You know, as it stands, like he says, we're bringing in players in his position, so... You know, maybe maybe the writing's on the wall long term as well there. But like us, like he said, I really hope it um, gets to Bolton, shows everyone what he can do, and just you know stands out a, a mile there, and and we we get back a, a confident and fit player ready to go. I can hear all sorts of loud noise. I think Alex is typing. There we go. He's noticed. Uh, anyway, it's all right. Don't worry, mate. Um, Have you noticed um, a lot of players this year um, signing to big clubs from little clubs and are now um, loaning them back for a season? Seems to be um, all the rage at the moment. It's de rigueur, isn't it? De rigueur. Yes, very well done. Very well done. So um, we we got a bit of time. Chris, I wanted to ask you a question because I I was watching our old interview the other day um, when we did our pub special. Um, I know it's kind of a bit of a birthday and transfer show. Which has been your favourite transfer window, Chris? I don't know what my favourite transfer window is, really. I mean, I don't remember who we bought, but the, you know, the first Coffee. one, the first one where we had um, where where Steve joined us at you know bang on deadline day, which was yeah. all of it. It was just a massively surreal experience to to have that, and yeah, I mean, I suppose that's. I say it's memorable. I can't can't remember exactly what happened within it. But was that the yeah. Tom Ince one where you were? Uh, yeah, that's mentioned it. Yeah, of course, course we got News. we got that's exactly it. We got mentioned yeah. on Sky Sports News as um yeah confirming the no it's, that was that wasn't the first one at all. But that was the no. one where we actually um signed. Was it Ledley and Ince? Yeah, Ince at the last last minute. I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's that clip still on YouTube. It makes me very happy. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we've still got to talk about Papa Soiree and, and a bit about Jordan Much, and then there's a load of stuff to talk about in terms of how we think the squad will go. Um, so let, let's start with um, Papa Soiree. Well, we, I, I did get an email in from it says from Norman Pace, wasn't he in Hale and Pace? He was. I don't know if it's the same one. Uh, he's correcting, well, pointing out that Barton wrote Barton is ten miles north of Luton, Barton Rovers. So there you go. That was that's where we signed uh, Teshi Anderson from. Um, it's an interesting comment there, Tom. Carry on. Carry on. <laughs> All right. That told me. Um, so yeah, Papa Soiree, new signing left back. Um, Steve Parish talked 
um, at length about the the experience that he would bring of you know being you know being a natural left back. He's played in Europe. He's you know played for a fair while in the French league and uh, talked about the fact. Obviously, we have we've sent Zeki Fryers out to actually play some football uh, and have him on a recall if we need him. Um, also mentioned, which was really nice to hear that um, although Suarez speaks a little English and is, is you know trying to use it, the club are going to help him settle and get him a tutor and all that sort of stuff. Um, obviously, we've been crying out for a, a left back for a long long time and we finally confirmed got one um for me that's probably as much as the wolf signing is huge on a permanent for me the soiree signing is the one that really does inspire me to think that um we can go and push on for great things because i just think it will give us so much more natural balance impressed with it alex yeah definitely um it's something we've, we've been crying out for for you know almost two seasons now so yeah i'm, I'm impressed with soiree um first saw him at the olympics uh, and you know he's he's attack minded. Um, he's more of a wing back to be honest, which I'm a little bit concerned about. But I, I think you know him being left footed will certainly help. You know the likes of um, punching if it, if he does play and and cut in um, from from left hand side. Um, and you know I've, I've, I'm impressed with him. I think in his first season at Lille he was he was quite impressive. Second second season um, he's sort of he's sort of not. Um, been able to regain sort of um, you know his form from from you know his early early start at the, at the club. So uh, yeah, I think it'd be good. Three million pounds. It's not really a big risk compared to um, what we paid for uh, Friars, um, which I think was about three and a half four million. So yeah, I think um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with the signing definitely. Yeah. So for people who haven't seen him play, you've, you've seen a bit of him. I take it. Um, mm. What type of a left back is he? He's very attack minded. He's he, he always likes to overlap with with his winger on his left hand side, um, and um, you know he's 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 very passionate and very you know hard working. I think Lille fans certainly were really impressed with his work rate um, at the club, especially in his first season after impressing at the at the Olympics. So you know it's something that I'm sure a lot of Palace fans will will be impressed with when it when he comes in. Yeah, it's, it just seems a little bit of a no brainer. Um, in terms of left backs in recent times, um, obviously we've had. The most, the two most recent being Johnny natural. Well, I say natural left back. Johnny Parr was right footed, but he played on the left, obviously. And we had Dean Moxie and Johnny Parr. I mean, good, good championship players, and you know, Moxie had the occasional half decent game in, in in the Premier League. And I'm don't, I'm not trying to be offensive there. I just think you know, he'd perhaps just a tiny bit above his level, uh, the mm. Premier League, and, and Parr similar struggles. Uh, it was the last sort of you know truly excellent left back we think we think we had. Kenny Granville. Granville was quality, actually, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah he, especially the season, he was brilliant. Yeah, it was no, not blessed with huge pace, was he? But I mean, it took a good set piece as well, and really contributed. Obviously, you go back to the likes of Dean Gordon, who was superb. Sansom um, was, you know, obviously a while back. Nick and I would say, you know, Dean Gordon was a superb left back after him as well. Not in the same league, obviously, but um, but yeah, it just seems like it's a position that we've been needing to to fill for a bit. Um, mm, definitely, it's been mm. the one we've been talking about for the most for the most time at all. Yeah, Tom. Just quickly, what do we think about Jack Hunt um, in terms of left back? I mean, there was a lot of promise when we signed him. Obviously, uh, I, I mean, I don't, I haven't, certainly haven't seen him play a game. I don't know if he's actually made an appearance for the club. Um, no, but from what we from what we were told when he signed, he sounds a lot like Suarez. You know, like as in a left back that you know likes to go forward and attack he's, as well. He's right. Do we, he's a right. He's a right back. That's so, the problem. 
that'll be the problem now, won't it? <laughs> carry on. Said, no, no, but you say that. Having said that, I mean, we've been playing a right back. We've been playing a right back on the left anyway. Two right backs on the left anyway. So, and he's obviously naturally a full, you know, full back slash wing back. So I'm, I'm amazed we didn't even give him a try at left back, or you know, indeed play him at right back and, and put Joel Ward where he was before we signed Kelly. So we, we paid a bit of money for, for Hunt, and he did really well at, at Forest initially before uh, you know, the form dropped off there under Stuart Pearce. So it just seems a, a very, very odd one. And obviously he's gone to Rotherham as well, hasn't he? Mm. We've yep. got we've got um, fries on fries on the left and hunt on the right of Robin, yeah. haven't we? So they're all, they're testing out our fullbacks for us, which is very they nice are. of them. But um, yeah, I hope, I hope they get on. But like you're you're, you're right. I mean, hunts hunts a, a mystery if you like. Um, you know, in, in yeah, a similar um, way to fries. Cool. You made me laugh. He said you were doing very well at Forest. He was doing very well at Forest until he kind of fell under the way under Stuart Pearce. But didn't all their team? Yeah, it's kind of what I meant. Yeah, the entire team just. <laughs> Suddenly went. Oh, hang on. <laughs> they, were, they were raving about him and couldn't afford yeah. to buy it, or did we outprice them, or, or something, or they were under. Um... I believe yeah, they have a transfer embargo, don't they? Yeah, they got a transfer embargo. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, think that, I think that's why he, could, they couldn't, he couldn't sign for him because of the transfer embargo. So he's had to go to Rotherham against his wishes, I imagine. But um... yeah. we may as well chat about it. Um, what do we think of Dougie going there? Would you? Would you want? Actually, no. Would you want out of Dougie going there? Do you want him to be a success? I'm not fussed. Yeah. Not Alex, not Sash. Tom says, "Yeah." <laughs> um, I want uh, Forrest to stop Bolton going up. That'd be funny. Okay. Um, I, I, I was surprised personally at my own reaction. I mean, obviously, we, we found out that he was going there on the on the show last night. Um, I didn't really react too much then, but I thought I actually really want him to do well. I think I've kind of like I don't even hold any malice towards him anymore because. Effectively, by leaving, he got us to where we are. You know, it's no doubt he did a pretty good job. Um, well, he did a very good job organising the club and and helping the the new owners and getting us into a certain position. And yeah, he walked. He absolutely walked out on us and deserved the stick that he got for doing so. You know, even though he had his reasons. You know, at the end of the day, he still did walk because he didn't get what he wanted. Um, but you know, enough times passed now that I think he's he's had that kind of that grounding experience of Bolton where he, he almost got them into the playoffs, he almost inspired mm. them, and then he had to deal with the consequences of, of not getting them promoted, which was to cut his cloth accordingly, to lose his best players, and to try and mo- put a team together and motivate it. And, he, and he struggled, and I think it would have taught him an awful lot, and he'll be a better manager for it. And I can't help but want him to succeed now, I really can't. It's, it's like that in the Championship though, isn't it? If you don't go up... Or, or the lower leagues. If if you don't take that chance to go up, then chances are you'll be scrabbling. You've only got to look at Leighton Orient in League One this season. They're mm. they're really struggling. I thought they'd be up there for promotion last mm. season. It's, it's and Wigan as well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We're going to. Uh, I said it a while back. Going to go back to their their natural place, which is to be ignored as part of a rugby team um, town. <laughs> sorry. Um, go on, um, Tom. No, I was just—I oh, well, was going to say about Dougie there, but I just thought we got a bit of breaking news. The uh, Go on, official cl- the club has officially announced Crystal Palace FC. Wilf comes home. Wilfred Zaha signs a five and a half year deal. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, good. Well done, Alex. You're not—you're on the ball, producer, isn't? It? Yeah. yeah. I thought we were meant to have the cowbell before it. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, it's all kind of on. Ah! Hey! Breakfast is, is ready. <laughs> yeah, but just uh, just quickly back on the on the doggy front. I mean, yeah. very similar to you, Chris. I mean, 
I'm confused now. You're right. There's a noise from Alex. He hasn't realised he's making it yet. He keeps doing it. Go on, Tom. Dig, dig in, son. Yeah, I was going to say, um, so yeah, Dougie, I mean, Dougie wrong. it hurt when he left. A, a lot of Palace fans, myself included, felt very betrayed at the time. I don't know what's going on here with, with our producer, Mikey. Um, but, you know, since then, it, it seems that he's, as you say, he's, he's learned his lesson. He went... He followed the money, he followed the bright lights to Bolton, and it seems there was a lot of promises made to him that yeah. in the short term came through, but in the long term, they they didn't. And, Your voice uh, went very so, squeaky there. I'm afraid that's going to be a clip in so, the near future. So the the Mikey, bright lights of Bolton. Wait, sorry. <laughs> the bright lights of Bolton. <laughs> well, you got to remember <laughs> the time they were, they, they just relegated from the Premier League, weren't they? So they was, you know. It was sold to him as this magical dream with all this money and all this sort of resources to play with and it didn't really materialise, did it? No, it didn't. Um, and it didn't, and, and like I said, yeah, oh, he's done it already. Uh, sorry. That, <laughs> that's, yeah. So, yes, apologies for saying out loud he's done it already, which makes no sense to any of the listeners. Ignore me. Um, no, you're, you're absolutely right. He, he did say an awful lot about the facilities and, and the money he was going to get there, but I think it was from... An, an, it was from day one he, he knew he had to get that team up that right away. So, you know, there's huge debt at Bolton, you know, and, and they own all they had um, was that almost that one gamble, that one last push left to try and get them into the Premier League. And they were, I think it was goal difference in the end, wasn't it? Yep, yeah, it's goal difference on the last day. And look, so I mean, he, I mean, even looking back to what he did at our, our squad as well, I mean, his, his fingerprints, you can still see some of the plays that he signed for, you know, on freeze or, or on. I mean, like Jedonat, for example. You know, one of his one of his signings, absolute fantastic. How far has he come since then? I mean, there's a lot we should give Dougie credit for. I mean, we've had this discussion before many, many times, but I, I wish him well. I mean, from one or two uh, sources on you know social media, it seems to indicate that uh, Steve Parrish may have even been asked or given a reference for Dougie for for the Forest job when they were sort of mooting around for it. So there might have been something in that. I'd say that's not been confirmed. But it, it sort of seems to be strongly suggested by a couple of sort of reputable sources out there. So who knows? I mean, good luck to him, in, in my opinion. Um, you know, as long as he doesn't beat us, I'll, I'll, I wish him well. Yeah, uh, totally. And I, yeah, that's, it's exactly. You're you echoing effectively my comments. But yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Um, that sounded a bit shitty. Sorry about that. Didn't mean it. I was reading a tweet at the same time. Um, apparently, Sky are going to interview Wilf shortly. That's not important. Stay with us. Um, Mark Cole got in touch and said there's been a couple of La Ricky Lambert tweets tied again in the last few minutes. Discuss. Well, we've been ordered to discuss it. Um, weirdly or not, and uh, apparently, um, according to official Bolton Wanderers Twitter, uh, Chung Young Lee has also signed for Palace. Well, you know, we told you that ages ago. Can we get the bell? Yeah. That's me being Australian. Can we get the bell? And follow it with another yeah, please. Yeah. Thanks. Um, so there you go. Um, as, as revealed earlier on, on by Steve Parrish, um, Chung Young Lee next is also signed. Brilliant news. Um, very, very strong squad. But let's quick, quickly get back to the, the Ricky Lambert tweets. Um, I'm not sure it's going to happen um, or if there's anything really to, to sort of go on it. But um, would, do we think it would be, um, you know, an, an effective signing given how he's performed uh, against Liverpool? Uh, Alex, go on, I'll ask you. I'm in two minds about this one because, you know, he's obviously uh, scored goals in the Premier League and, you know, he he's, he, he looked fantastic at, at Southampton, but he's just something that we've already got already, I think. 
in terms of uh, in, in terms of you know he's not got a lot of pace, um, but you know he's someone with a lot of presence, and you know he's able to to make something out of nothing, which is something that we desperately need. But uh, it's it's a difficult one really. I don't really see him coming to us to be honest. If if he did leave, I think he'd leave at someone leave and go somewhere like Villa, somewhere where he's got, he's got a chance to be the starting striker. But at you know at our club, I, you know he's got Gale Shamak, both players that are highly regarded to compete with and I don't think he'll do that to be honest and uh, any further views on Lambert from the panel silence you know I don't even know how many of them are actually here Nick said he needed to go to the toilet Patrick said he'd be back in five minutes about <laughs> half an hour ago I'm here yeah brilliant well guys you've got uh, go on let's, let's have some chat room moods from Twitter at Ben Smith BBC I'm told Ricky Lambert has decided to sign Sir CPFC. Difficult decision for him, apparently. Mm, now, whether exciting. that's complete nonsense or not, I don't know. Well, we'll have to see, won't we? Like you say, we've got a, we've got a loan spot free. Um, it's unlikely to be permanent. Could happen. Could happen. Um, would that um, be I some strikers, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. Yeah, it'd be a lot of strikers, um, and it, it would so, certainly suggest that you know. Again, but I mean, it, it would suggest squad rotation, really, wouldn't it? You know, different, pretty much a different lineup from every time. Was it? Um, wasn't? Um, didn't Pardew work with him at, at Southampton? Yeah, yeah, he did. He signed him for Bristol Rovers for Southampton, I think. I'm pretty sure I'm right in saying that. Yeah. So obviously, a player he knows very, very well, and I'm sure, um, you know, Ricky Lambert liked playing under under him because he got him firing straight away in the Southampton shirt. So yeah, I just think we need a centre back more. I think we need to send about more because if you think about it, we've got three fit centre backs at the moment in the squad. All right, we've got Kelly, but you know Kelly hasn't played centre back for for good knows what, what, how long. So I, I think we need a, a player, a loan sign, and bringing a centre back in, whether that's you know come on like yeah. Kabul or I don't know, there's a few other players at Tottenham that haven't had a look in a centre back. So again, the weird thing is we haven't been linked with any, have we? I don't think no. Um, not properly for some time, so uh, I'm not sure that's on the cards. I'm just picking up uh, back back on the sort of Friedman debate. Um, Paul Dowson was saying on on Twitter that uh, now is the heart officially back. What about the future? How would you accept Dougie Friedman back in the future? Uh, it's just, it's do you know what it's a subject we've broached we've broached before. Um, no doubt we'll probably talk about it again next time we need a, a manager, depending on where he is and where we are. But um, I'll make I, up a sandwich if he fails at Forest. If you need something to eat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that'll do. <laughs> um, okay, look, there's, there's plenty of stuff I did want to talk about today. It's like there was only 21 minutes and 35 seconds of the transfer window left. So any business we do, uh, if we do any more, it will be late. But obviously, we've done plenty today. Just a quick uh, roundup of what's been done today. Obviously, Wilfred Zaha signing on a permanent deal from Manchester United five and a half year contract uh, signed Chung Young Lee from Bolton Wanderers uh, I believe it's someone say three and a half year deal um, signed currently injured uh, should be back playing in four to five weeks or at least building up match fitness in four to five weeks with a view to making a contribution towards the back end of this season um, we've also signed two players for development squad Norwegian midfielder um, and Andres uh, Bray uh, I've got to be careful how I say it. Bremer. 
there's there's a very similar name Norwegian you don't want to mention um, so that's why I paused on that one uh, also Keshi Anderson as well um, who was a young striker from Barton Rovers uh, we signed for 35,000 uh, for the development squad so that's the business we've done today um, obviously a little bit earlier on in the transfer window we also signed Jordan Much we talked an awful lot about Jordan Much during the show yesterday so you want full view on that do, uh, do listen to last night's podcast but um just, uh, I'll, I'll just take your view, Alex, because obviously you weren't on the show last night. Uh, what did you think, uh, early impressions of Jordan Much, and, and what do you think going on, going for the forward in the future? I think he, he, he he's, looks a bit unfit at the moment. Um, obviously, he's a player who looked really good last season when he was given a lot of space and, and the free roll at Cardiff. And you know, a player that's you know, at a young age was touted for big things, um, especially at Birmingham. Um, and sort of found his feet at Cardiff, but it was a difficult game to 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 to, to debut in. I think yes, uh, well Saturday. Um, it's a you know I think he's a player that sort of needs a lot of service in a strange way, um, and with the likes of you know Balassi and and Wilf to to come back into the side, it, I'm sure he he'd work well with them and and whoever the striker may be. Um, you know it's it's difficult to say. It's early days, but you know it's. At 22 years old, it it could be it could prove to be a bargain um, in the future, but you know we'll have to see. I think it's too early to to call anything on him okay. yet. So I think that yeah, that's pretty much the view. He, you know, whether he struggled or whether we thought he struggled, or whether you thought he didn't, and whether you think he looks match fit mm. or not, it's very much too early to say. Nick, you said you quick a while ago. It won't be quick, it's, but do you still know what it was? No, it was just as um, Alex has typed in. Uh, Lee has signed according to the Bolton Wanderers Twitter. According to Sky Sports News, at exactly the same time, it said um, that, however, with the windows shutting in just half an hour's time, the clock is now very much against the Eagles completing that particular deal in time. Well, there you um, go. That's hopefully not the case. I'm pretty sure. Um, being in England, you won't be cut, Go on, sorry, say again, Tom. I say, isn't, isn't the, uh, the accepted parlance with that that you have to show just proof of a deal by the deadline? Yeah, you, can get an ex- you can get an extension of an hour, I believe. An extension, yeah. Yeah, um, I'm sure. I'm sure that'll go through. I'm sure. Uh, you know, pretty pretty positive. They're just going for the drama, Sky. Is he better than Bannon, Lee? Is Lee better? Uh, it's a. I, I, do you know what? I've seen more of Barry Bannon than I have of Lee, so um, I wouldn't be able to tell you. I, I, I know he's got a very good reputation. Mm. Uh, but he's had a, a quite serious injury and is currently, you know, currently struggling with an injury again. So, uh, but in terms of his pedigree, uh, you know, he's, he's he's got a high reputation. Um, Alex, you probably know a little bit more. Yeah, well, he looked really good uh, for Bolton uh, when you know the, the last season before they got relegated in Premier League. I think he was really close to joining Liverpool, from what I remember. But I think injury sort of led to the move uh, falling through. So. Yeah, he's a player with a lot of ability, and I think for a million pounds, it's a it's a bargain, really. But I've heard that the wages are quite are quite big at sort of thirty five, forty grand a week. So, you know, it's it, it it's um yeah, I think it's a it's a wise signing, a player of a player that sort of we I think we need um with only sort of three sort of out and out wingers in the squad, and sort of gives us a lot of depth. Mm, definitely, uh, you also mentioned in the chat there that the um, word is that Lambert actually turned down a move to Villa. Has been given assurances he'll be given chances at Liverpool. So there we go. Interesting stuff. Um, I do want to mention. I'll do it now, so we can come back and have um, a quick chat about uh, the twenty-five man squad at the end of the show today. Um, you know what? Well, the fact there's just sixteen minutes left now. 
of the transfer window. So the, um, in terms of the ticket debate that has gone on and slightly overshadowed what's been an incredibly positive um, you know, week or so in terms of the transfer action and, and you know the club building itself for the future. Um, I'll try and explain a little bit. I, you know, I, I, I kind of I, sh- I didn't ask Steve Parish about this because I didn't feel uh, that I had enough time to, and, and knowledge on the subject to really start to, to do it justice. I think it's almost would almost do a show on its own um, as to what it actually means. But to give an explanation of what's happened, the see the season ticket prices came out and they're frozen in the majority. Well, in, in every area, effectively. Um, uh, on the early bird prices um, and everyone's sort of met that with a very very positive reaction but obviously there was something in the Stevenson lounge in the main stand where um, it was part of the ticket price a um, £100 credit was put is, was to be put on a, a card for use for use within the stadium lounge uh, so that's that's the Stevenson lounge itself that's been refurbished on food and drink okay so can only be used there uh, and that really is the source of the frustration so People are now uh, feeling that they're in a position. Well, not feeling they, they effectively are in a position where they're being told that you will and you know you will be paying for a hundred pounds worth of food and drink over the course of the season in that lounge for the you know for the fact that you sit in that location. Um, and uh, they, everyone's obviously saying that could happen elsewhere. I don't think that's um, that's for now. And then the club's view on this um, is that these this is a trial for that area, um, and they want to move towards cashless payment. Um, so they want people to have credit on this card and they want people to be able to go to the bar not have to fiddle around with paying cash and giving out change and just have a much quicker system that's their view on it um, but obviously other people's view um, is that by forcing them to do this like, you know for example if you go if, you know, pretty much as I do in the half waiting on honesty because of the the queues this is more than anything but I, I go to my seat uh, I can't I can't realistically get a beer and or get any food while I'm in the ground. It's just too it's too busy. So effectively, my interaction with Palace is to buy my season ticket, walk in the ground, watch the game, and then leave. Um, and people have a right to do that. And in, by doing this, you're effectively saying to someone, if if you don't buy food and drink at the ground over up to or over the value of 100 pounds in the season, we're we're suggesting you you can either now do that or you can move to another area of the ground. And that's what how people have taken it. Um, I don't know how well I've explained that, guys, but I want to get some of your views on that. I mean, Tom, I'm going to start with you because you're someone who's got some pretty strong views based on the fact you had the long-term uh, Ambassador Club ticket, didn't you? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting sort of scenario. I mean, for, all right, from from a techie side, you know, something like a cashless payment system sounds appealing. Just you know, getting those queues moving quicker. Um, helps ease when you've only got one payment method it helps ease the, you know with the staff and that just it just gets things moving quicker and you know like just take for example the oyster card system in london i mean how much that sped up times of people you know trying to go through as opposed to faffing around the paper ticket um but I, to, to ask someone to stump up a hundred pounds in advance it does seem a heck of a lot of money um I, I don't really know the full ins and outs of this deal, but for sort of the stuff I've been reading seems to be that it's not not just the amount of money, but the sort of time frame they need to put the initial initial yeah. deposit down. Um, uh, it, it, I would. I w- go on. No, I can say it's, it makes me a little uncomfortable reading it because I, I you know, I, I don't think the board have ever done anything to make us not trust them and to, to make us not believe they're doing the right thing for the club. Um, but this one, I mean, it, it, at the moment, it feels like an error. I mean, there's. there's you know the fact is you can't use that 
hundred pounds anywhere else. That's apparently the situation. I, I, I'm saying apparently because it doesn't directly affect me, so I perhaps haven't done the exact research needed. But the reaction seems to be that you can only use it in that lounge. So it really is, and I did notice as well one of the comments that came back, I can't remember, I think it was on the BBS, was that the lounge isn't being used enough, if you know what I mean. People, yeah. effectively, there is a degree of let's move to a cashless system, um, and the belief is that people aren't using the lounge because it's too, the queues are too long and it's too complicated. Whereas the, the fans' view is that actually it's not being used because there's a limited capacity in there anyway. Um, and that this is actually giving a thousand people, um, forcing a thousand people into space, a space that, that suits 250, if you know what I mean. So that, that's people's view. So the couple are sort of saying, we want people in these seats who are going to use the facilities. Otherwise, what's the point in you sitting in an area where there's facilities available? Does that, that, I know I can kind of see that argument, but then when you do flip it around and you, and you look at the, if that's true, the facility, and I, I was in the Stevenson Lounge a long, long time ago, and I can remember the size of it, and I know, so I understand what they're saying, that it couldn't realistically serve the number of people they're asking it to serve, then there is a definite conflict there, isn't there? Um, Nick? Yeah, um, there's some people a bit fed up in the chat room. Um, I won't give names out, but somebody says it's the club milking season ticket holders, um, training the staff. Would make things happen faster in the Stevenson, um, and said well, that what you said I, is an error is an understatement. Yeah, well, I'm always, I'm, I'm always, I'm a cautious person, and, and, and like I say, and from the perspective that I haven't, I haven't got involved um, to the level that I that perhaps other people have, uh, and I'm sure if it was affecting me, um, I say if, if it was me, if this happened in the Arthur way, uh, and someone said to me, "You're going to get a card now, and it's going to be an extra hundred quid on your season ticket." Uh, I'll pay it because I go and watch Palace, and but I, I would be I would be livid because but I don't I mean, use that, those facilities. Yeah. Well, well, the thing I, is, the I, thing that's really sorry, sorry, Tom, um, is that if you, I'm sure if they want to, you know, make sure they've got a season ticket for next season, they'll have to wait until the end of March if they want to move from where they are. So that that's the harsh thing about it is that you it, know it, it'd be really difficult for them for them to get a season ticket. Next it's not season. just that, but I mean, a lot of these people, particularly in the main stand, it, 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 I'm, from sitting in there for for a season, I know it's like a lot of these people have, have been there for a long, long time, and they're surrounded by their friends and family, and it's you get very mm. attached to where you are in the yeah. ground. Um, I, and you, I, could, you could say, from a business point of view, that's like, well, okay, you do, but we've got this love, we've got a brand new facility here. So again, speaking from a business point of view, take the emotion out of it, we've got a brand new facility and you guys don't use it, so wouldn't you be happier somewhere else? But unless you go out and you organise it and say, look, we're really sorry, guys, we understand you don't want to use the facility, we understand it's not for you, here's some great seats over here that are just away from that lounge and we'll move all your friends and family. But again, you can't possibly police that. And, and that's the They're problem. They're not offering that alternative, are they? That's the, that's the problem about it. Well, no, and, and I, don't, I don't think realistically they could either. Go on, Tom, you want to jump in? Yeah, no, I mean, as, as you were saying there, I mean, I mean, I don't want to be, look like I'm attacking the club, but the cynic in me thinks, you know, the, the Stevenson's Lounge, from my understanding, is, whilst not the prices, it's one of the more expensive season ticket areas yeah. in the ground, and also it, the actual volume of um, people in there is, is smaller, which I can argue, I guess you could argue, makes it a perfect test area, but also at the same time, I just wonder if it's a little bit, uh, for want of a better word, greed, you know, as you say, oh, it's like, oh they, they, they're paying 600, 700, however much now, you know, what's 100 quid more to, to some of these people? I, I'm trying, yeah. I, 
His, his... And, but the problem, no, sorry, just but the problem is once you do that, and if if it goes through, you know, if, if not many people kick up a fuss in that sense, then they've then set a precedence, and then that then gives them the, the moves to do it probably the year after or the next year and expand it that way. Um, and you can just see with everything going well at the moment. I mean, hopefully we all this this good run goes on for us. We all want it to do, and I imagine that's what the board are hoping. Um, and you could just see that you know they saw they they, they set this potential precedence through for a smaller area, and then say for example. We, we finish high in the table we get you know who knows we could even get to Europe for the cup yeah. um, I agree with that, I agree then, with that but I, I think it's almost getting ahead of yourself in terms of looking at other areas of the ground I think the immediate attention for me goes back to the fact that this this it's an area that's been redeveloped expensively and now look at it brutally honestly we're a Premier League club now with huge demand for tickets and they're a type of fan that demand tickets in should we say certain surroundings you know what we, what Roy Keane would call the prawn sandwich brigade. Um, so, I the cynic the cynics amount amongst everyone, and perhaps it's realistic that I've, I've seen, and I can kind of see where they're coming from, is that 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 area of the main stand is being targeted actually for those types of people. An extension of the directors' box, the 2010 club, that's been hugely successful for the club as a revenue stream and as and, and building the club in an image that. That you know, the, the owners want to take this club forward and make it, like you say, make it, make it marketable, make it up there for um, for new investment, which is something that's been repeatedly talked about in terms of a takeover. So if you if you see what I mean, that there's always going to be a a very clear line drawn. If Nick makes that sound one more time, I'm going to punch him. A very clear line drawn between what what a fan wants and what a club will have to drive towards to be successful in the Premier League. But what what I'm really surprised about is that that this this certain situation that's happened is very much, um, you know, it's not in keeping with the the sort of the level of respect and consultation that we've had in the past from the board on on you know an issue that directly affects fans. Nick. Yeah, I appreciate that. Sorry. Oh, sorry. That's fine, Tom. You go first, I was going to say, yeah, I appreciate that. And, you know, we've been very lucky over the last few years to have 2010 being very sort of open and candid and explaining their things and their thoughts through the message board or in other formats or interviews. And we've been we've been very blessed to have that. Um, it, does, it does strike me as, as sort of, I hate to keep using the word again, but a precedence. I mean, you look at American sports, for example, and you see things like, uh, I mean, I'm a big fan of the NFL. And over there, to have a season ticket, you in a lot of clubs, you don't even just have the ticket, but you also have to pay something called a personal seat license, which is effectively the right to buy a ticket. You know, almost also almost like a membership, but a, a much inflated value. Um, and I just, I just wonder, you know, is, is that the sort of route we're going down? Because we want to make it. Is it inevitable when you've got a, a limited capacity, high demand? You know, the basic supply and demand economics, and our, you know, our normal Palace fans who've been used to sitting there watching their team effectively mostly in a championship in a you know at least third to to, to a half empty ground and not really been in, in under any real pressure you know what I mean it's just yeah. the inevitable inevitable change that comes with a relative period of success um, this my, is the um, trouble you're always going to get this Nick my daughter's really really fed up because I said to her right next year we'll get you the season ticket and they've stopped doing the under 10s yeah, but did you see again? Do you see why that wasn't the? There were too many, um, too many empty seats. Apparently, empty seats, or... yeah, people, people getting them and just not using them, um, just because it's free, uh, and mm. there's there's empty seats. And I can understand that. You, if you look around a ground where people, you know, people are going walking up on the day like they used to and, and being turned away at the times for tickets. Someone 
on the homestay. I was very upset that they, you know, they walked to the ground expected to be able to get a ticket somewhere and couldn't get anything. Yet they went home, watched the game on a stream, and they could, you know, pick out hundreds of empty seats across the whole stadium. You know, that that in itself is a waste. And I suppose we've got a yeah. lot of catching. We've got a lot of catching up to do on the infrastructure of the club. Uh, you know, in how ticketing is managed, buyback schemes, that sort of stuff, the amount of personnel available. And I've said before, we're actually restricted in terms of physical space at Sellhurst as well, in terms of the number of staff. And, and people mentioned earlier, having trained staff in the Stevenson Lounge will sort things out. Well, actually, do you know what? Having and keeping trained staff in, in that area is actually really difficult to do. Actually, getting, getting people of sufficient quality that are prepared and motivated to learn. Do you know what I mean? It's actually quite a quite a battle so there's a lot of things at Palace that, that need work but I think what well, we're coming back to the, the ticket issue and bearing in mind we've only got four minutes of the transfer window left we, we're going to have to leave it shortly um, but coming back to it I, this is this is one of those times where I'm not I'm not going to go and attack the club for it because I think the club have legitimate reasons for it but the problem is we've now moved to a position where there's not consultation um, no one's got to put their view across and, and people are having to be reactive and say hang on a second you know, you, you've massively inconvenienced me. You've made me put you put me in a position where I actually don't think I'm going to come to Palace next year, and I and, I almost feel like when by saying that they're not actually threatening that they're not going to do that really because the club can say, well, okay, you you don't renew your season ticket. I've got someone who'll come in there and happily spend, you know, their hundred pound in the in that lounge, and that's the I suppose that's the worst thing, isn't it? That that there will be people who will take those places, um, and uh, people will feel betrayed by that, unfortunately. Um, yeah, Tom, you're saying that the instalment plan at early bird deal has also upset people. What's the basis of that? That's confusing. Tom, unmute. Yeah. Brilliant. All right. Well, um, the instalment plan's always been based on the um, the later price, isn't it? I think. I mean, I, 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 I it, it's it's on the earlier price. I'm sure this year, but it's, it's a useful thing to have. No, yeah, no. I mean, it's it's interest free, and I say it's not the early bird price are the only way you get the the prices frozen from last season. But mm. I say for me, the convenience of an instalment plan, I don't mind the fact I'm paying a little bit extra. You know, I'm paying what I think it's forty six quid a a month. I don't really know. I mean, I don't really notice it really. It's, it's a lot easier than finding. I mean, but that's the other thing people are saying. Well, if you if you're talking about wanting to do an instalment plan and you want to buy now at the early bird price, uh, if you have the facility to do so, just get a six month interest or twelve month interest free credit card and pay it off that way. You never pay any interest and you get it at the early bird price. Plenty of people have done mm. that. There's ways of doing it, but I mean, people. There's a sense of entitlement always, you know, from people and and everyone kind of like we want to progress, but we want it to be the same and all this kind of stuff. But I don't want I don't want things like that to 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 mask the fact that I, I completely agree um, with this uh, with this situation in the Stevenson Lounge being a huge inconvenience and an insult to, to people that are in there. And I don't think it. And I'll make, I don't think it was intended that way. Um, and, and I really hope that the club listen to what's being said and, and find some some way around it. And I think at the very least, allowing people who who don't use the Stevenson Lounge facility uh, to the value of a hundred quid, that they say, okay, the whatever you don't use out of that hundred quid, you know, getting your cup of tea at half time or whatever, whatever you don't use at the end of the season, it's, it's valid in the club shop if you want to go and use it there. You know, something that makes like sense. That. Uh, go on, Nick. You, you yeah, or they could uh, give the credit to our whole radio account, which always needs um, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Buffering up a bit. If you want to, in um, fact, if you if you're not going to renew your season ticket as a result, um, just why not just send us the money? <laughs> yeah, anyway. that's a good idea. We, we've got an address we can give out at the end of the program, have we for that? Uh, how are you doing? Yeah, that's the one keeps us going. Yeah, he talked over me. Horeo.net forward slash donate. I'm not really saying give us hundreds of pounds, but if you want to, you can. Just a, just a quick one before the window shuts. It's nice for us to be doing business because there's been a tweet from uh, Jack Sullivan, David Sullivan's son from West Ham's. Sadly, despite trying to do eight deals today, everyone has collapsed in the last two hours. <laughs> We're now unlikely to do any business. And... Uh, QPR are trying to shove uh, Adebayo into the back of a cab without anybody noticing, but I don't think Tottenham are having it. <laughs> okay. Trying to get me back of Harry's car. Yes, Patrick. Well, two, one. Window has slammed shut. The window has slammed shut. Um, so, obviously, there's always going to be a, a one or two more deals that creep up. Um, obviously, the slight uncertainty is over whether, whether the paperwork for uh, Chung Long Lee has gone through, but I do believe it has, particularly from what Steve was saying earlier. So, um, we'll await, I think, official site confirmation from that, unless it's gone on there in the last few minutes and I've missed it. It has. But, um, it has. It's Brilliant. It's on there. there you go. On there there now. it is. I see it there. Brilliant. So, that's, yeah, everything's done. We've got everything we wanted to do. Uh, as as uh, Going back to what Steve Parrish was saying earlier, the only thing we perhaps wanted to do and didn't was. Um, get a striker in which we're going to revisit in the summer um, but we've got plenty of options up there now Alex I believe you want to go um, so I want to say thank you very much for your time today um, thank you very much thank you <laughs> you really didn't sound enthusiastic yeah I know I, I miss Barry already I was, I, was, I, was, I was hoping for that loan signing I'm, I'm, I'm just uh, yeah I'm disappointed All right, uh, well, you can go cry yourself to sleep mate. I will, I will appreciate I will. your time mate. thank you that, mate. Yes, thank you. Uh, the rest of us got a couple more things to uh, talk about before we let you go, and we're, we're literally just hanging on to see if anything else crops up in the next sort of five to ten minutes, and then we'll be letting you go. Um, got some nice tweets in as well saying great show tonight, um, Lucy, and, and uh, I don't know, she's probably the only one who said it. Cheers, Lucy. <laughs> 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 but, um, it's been yes, yeah, it's gone quick today, and I'm quite happy we didn't do go for the full three and a half hours because it nearly killed me last year, uh, last window. Um, but I do, yeah, I do want to talk about a couple of things. We've, we've obviously touched on that ticket subject, and I think that's going to be something that um, it comes back. I want to talk a little bit about uh, what Steve Parrish said in the interview about his relationship uh, working with Alan Pardew. Obviously, uh, Luke, Luke has just texted me saying, crap show. Thank, thanks, Luke. Cheers. Really appreciate it. It's just really, it's really upsetting. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, right, okay. Uh, so, um, during the, the interview, Steve Parrish said that um, on transfers, uh, it was it worked very fluid. Um, Alan Pardew had his own ideas and his own people, his own contacts, uh, particularly, you know, contacts in France that he'd worked with for Newcastle. And, and the whole process worked really, really well because Pardew was used to dealing with other people being involved. Uh, and it was interesting, wasn't it, that he, that he brought that up because... You know, that's the suggestion was that Tony Pulis didn't like the involvement of other people in that whole process. And I think it's quite telling he brought that up. But also he, he talked about it being important that both he and, and Alan Pardew know that they can say their absolute opinion to the other one and not feel in any way that they have to sort of tread on eggshells around each other. And I thought that was also telling. Don't know if you've got any views on that, Patrick? 
Yes, I do. Um, it was so obvious um, from the interview that the relationship that he has with Pardu is so much better than the one that he had with Pudis. I'm not going to get into the details. I know a few things that might have gone on in the, in the back, but the fact that um, you can you can talk to your manager about your ideas because again, I, I don't see the why why would you own a club and not have an opinion on on certain things, whether that be um, backroom staff or playing conditions or stadium or or indeed the players if you have an idea on a player and you want to bring it by the manager why wouldn't he just listen i did i never thought never thought that was pulis's thing pulis wanted to do everything himself and i think that the fact that parish can talk to someone like pardu who obviously has like you just said he has a, a range of contacts i had actually heard that soiree was at lille and he and then uh, i think i, be, I believe kabai came Goodbye came from Lille, so he has a lot of context at Lille, so that was great, and that's why we got him so quickly. So the fact that they're getting along is really good. And that interview with Justin General just showed, you know, what a great, you know, what a great chairman we have for our for our club, and the fact that he really cares about it and spending all this time getting his players, and it's been great. So I mean, I I thought that was very telling as far as how he deals with Pardew versus how he dealt with Pulis. Yeah, but, I mean, going going back a little bit to what we were talking about the ticketing thing, I noticed we've got a couple of. Um, Tweeting from from Terence at Red Blue Army, and he's talking about um, well, we're talking about the difference now. We're a Premier League club, and he's pointed out um, that in the Premier League, if, if else we're no longer supporters, we're customers. And uh, they used to speak to the club about raising money at least once a week, and he hasn't heard a peep from them since promotion. And, and again, I suppose, in I suppose, in a way that that's that's just that's evidence of, of where we've moved on. Um, and I don't necessarily think it's a good thing. I think it's actually a, a battle that the owners, the current owners, and whoever owns us in the future, uh, are going to have to constantly deal with. That the, we're a club that the fans will always demand the connection with the club is, is as tight as possible. And in a way, we've we've had it, we've had it uh, brilliantly. I mean, not through for going through hard times. Don't get me wrong, we've had to go through some pretty horrible times to actually get the connection we do have with the club, but. You know the danger is is all around in the Premier League. You can see the evidence of pretty much every single Premier League club of treating your your support uh, like a customer and and nothing else. And where there is always going to be a demand to do that because of the finances in the Premier League, because of the need to compete with all these other clubs on as even a as a playing field as you can. But um, but I just think that what's special about Palace is is that connection. We've got to be very careful not to lose it. And and I'd say this. You know, this ticket situation is probably the first time it's really come under some pretty heavy scrutiny. It'll be interesting to see how it all pans out. There you go. I went to a little bit of a Jerry uh, Springer speech. Apologies. But uh, there we go. Um, let's talk about very quickly about the uh, 25-man squad um, before we let everyone go. I think we're picking up anything else. If anything's going to be announced, it'll be in the next couple of minutes. Um who I mean, obviously Barry Bannon comes out of that twenty-five man squad. Um, but we've got Lee in. Obviously, we got um, Amiobi to come in. Um, Sonogo doesn't need to be named, I don't think, because he was twenty-one at the start of the year. Murray's back. Murray's back. Jordan Much. Um, it's it's a bit. I, I, you know, the, play, the players. I you know, you would imagine immediately think. I mean, Quasi is technically back. Um, he's he's twenty-five years old. Uh, I believe, um, and he, he, you know, he, he would need to be named in the twenty-five to be used. Um, so uh, it, it, there's certainly not enough places for everyone who's currently within the squad. Um, I can see Jerome Thomas missing out. Um, mm. Oh, we've lost Patrick again. Patrick's been in an ice storm all day. Um, poor man. But um, I don't know. Anyone got any? Uh, sort of, well, 
Tom, you got any sort of major thoughts on on who you think is going to miss out in any way, and, and how this is going to be, how this is going to form this twenty-five man squad? Well, I fear um, the writing is sort of on the wall for Johnny Williams. I mean, he's a player that I he's uh, twenty-one at the start of the year. Doesn't matter. Oh, he's okay. Oh, that's good. There we go. Allayed your fears. Yes, good. I mean, well, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. We've we've signed a heck of a lot of midfielders in the in this window, haven't we? Um, so yeah, we've definitely so, got. Yeah, that's a good point. We got people like Guardiola, haven't we? Uh, who, interestingly, I thought was um, sort of came across as well. He got described as a maverick, didn't he? Someone that um, Alan Pardew immediately seemed to sort of relate to. Uh, so, uh, you know. Does does he have a future now? We've signed Jordan much. We've got obviously Jed Nat to come back into the team. Um, obviously O'Keefe went to uh, to Cardiff, um, and he would have needed to have been named in the twenty-five man squad, but he wasn't in it anyway. So that's not like that uh, that accounts for a place or anything like that. So you got McCarthy in there, like I say, Bannon Bannon misses out, um, and Hunt's uh, gone out on loan, so he doesn't need to be named. Uh, Paddy, but, yeah, Paddy. I guess Paddy's got to be under threat. Um, Do you know what, yeah, Chris? Go on. I, I kind of did the math, and um, I think Paddy might make the squad if we're looking for another centre back. Maths. This... Say that again. <laughs> maths. You said maths. maths. Yeah. We call Mathem- it maths. Mathematics. So we've got three key- three goalies. We've got seven or eight um, defenders. We've got nine midfielders. We've got five forwards. If you if you one two three four five, I'm missing a forward. No, because Snogger doesn't have to be named like you said before. Did you get the name Zaha by the way, or yes or no? Oh, you would have that to say yes or no, wouldn't you? I yeah, think so. Twenty-two, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think. But was he, when was his no, no, birthday? November. November, November yeah. December. So, yeah. So yeah. I'm thinking, if you know, I think Paddy. I think Paddy's going to make the squad because I can't think of why he wouldn't. Because we're going to have. I have twenty-four down. That includes Zaha, and that mm. doesn't include Sonogo or Williams because you know it includes all our new signings. It includes Jedi and includes Balassi and Guardiola. So unless I'm missing a defender, I've got Ward, Suarez, Kelly, Delaney, Dan Hangland, and Mariapa. So wouldn't Paddy would be an eighth player? I think he's going to make it. Yeah, I guess. I guess it should right. be very interesting. <laughs> yeah, he has to go on a meltdown. I'll tell you that right now. Hasn't been called upon in a uh, Premier League squad for a while, has he? But um, no, he has not. But he's uh, he's got great stories about um Brighton. So <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you actually you saw him at um, the Junius Brownie event, didn't you, Tom? Um, yes. Yeah. He, uh, he, well, from what I'm told, he was he came across as a, a very influential person behind the scenes. Yeah, I mean he, he's he's been there for a long time, you know, since the uh, the days of Sheffield Wednesday away, and before then, you know, where we're sort of look, look fearing of going down. He was talking. He seems to he seems to be enjoying with the lads, and he seems to be involved in sort of more the social element. Uh, I mean, just from the way he was speaking, you can't get the feeling that he's almost accepted that he's not going to be playing much for the club anymore. He made a couple of jokes to that sort of extent on the actual day itself. Um, but yeah, I mean, I know I know he's got big ties to the club. I believe his wife also does. She still what? I mean, his wife she, she's involved in the events or does the corporate side of the club in some in some manner? Isn't that correct? Um. I I thought that initially, but it's actually Mick McCarthy's daughter. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm McCarthy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, he, seemed, well, he seems to be uh, heavily involved in sort of behind the scenes in, in terms of, I suppose, morale, for want of a better word, with the squad. So yeah, it'd be nice to see him sort of you know stay on. Now he's done his coaching badges and maybe make that transition, um, and you know sort of cut his teeth and sort of helping with the training and that. But I think playing wise, we're we're not really going to see him, are we? We're not going to be playing him in the later rounds of the cup. So, yeah. yeah exactly. 
Um, all right, let's. Uh, we're probably going to call it quits there. Obviously, transfer window shut. Um, doesn't seem to be any more movement for Palace. But as I've just been reminded by Terence at Red Blue, I mean, Cody UK. I'm going to start just saying Terence Ford because I'm just constantly saying a red blue army got code at uk <laughs> i don't mind i'm totally, ha- totally happy to plug his side but as i said yeah it's too if, if, if he wants to sponsor us if he wants to sponsor us there's always opportunities terence is loaded as well i've seen him is he oh yeah you that can't you can't shape a beard that well without having some pretty expensive bathroom equipment i'm telling you also chris he's been to 200 what is it 200 straight matches he said that's exactly which exactly. is ridiculous exactly. by the way good for him um Actually, well, he is saying that the loan window is not closed, but Nav is uh, is saying that it is for Premier League clubs. We don't have a loan window for incoming. Does that apply to foreign loans as well? I don't know. It's too complicated. Can you all just go and do your own research on the internet and leave me alone? <laughs> That's, I can't end the show like that. <laughs> we're, we're not providing a service or anything, are we? No, we're come, come we on. Bloody 118. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in your own work. Why can't you sit around talking about this stuff yourself? Oh, no, that's too much. I've gone too far. Anyway, um, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you really enjoyed the uh, the, the, the chat with uh, Steve Parrish earlier and tinged with sadness the chat with Barry Bannon. Uh, two different sides to the transfer window there. And um, so I certainly enjoyed listening to those as well. Um, so there, thank you for joining us. Thank you to everyone who's been involved today. Cheers, Mikey. Cheers, Tom. Cheers, Nick. Cheers, Patrick. Cheers, Alex. Cheers, Albert, for getting locked in a conservatory and essentially <laughs> <laughs> failing to contribute in any way. A, <laughs> he did call in, though. Give him credit. He did, yeah. I wonder if he's got out yet. We'll have to find out. Anyway, um, we'll be back next Sunday uh, at 8 p.m. Cheerio. Bye. Yeah. Goodbye. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.